And Hello, we're live. Hello, everyone. I'm John, That's a conversation that you just missed. Uh, I am William. I am the storyteller for Terminus Tendency, this New World of Darkness Hunter the Vigil campaign. Chronicle is the World of Darkness term for those. Um, and joining me today, we have Jack. Hey everybody, I'm Jack. I'm playing Eamon Mulcahy, the Malleus Maleficarum and Irish murder hobo. And John. I'm John. I'm playing Sean Mulcahy, the true Irish murder hobo and the one who constantly roams about the UK. Can you be the true Irish one if you're not always the Irish one? And Aaron. Hi, frankly, or hi, I'm Aaron. I'm playing Drew Lucifuge, who's looking at the educational allowances for Twitch. And Holly. Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Astrid, the Knights of Saint Adrian. Uh, and Jeremy. Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm playing uh, uh, Name the Sky, uh, Union Rock Singer. And Craig. Hi, I'm Craig. I'm playing Paul Spanner Phillips, the Aegis Kaidoru acquisitions expert. Yep. And when last we left off, uh, the group had staked out and begun to try and figure out a plan on how to observe this meeting between vampires and werewolves that had been pointed out by Jonas Orion in the session prior. Um, when considering how, how they were going to get in and how they were going to try and observe, one of them decided that they just wanted to walk in and have a conversation with Jack Cross about what was going on because Jack Cross had previously been at least cordial with the group uh, and willing to have a conversation um, and determined that uh, from Jack Cross that he was meeting with these vampires because they supposedly had knowledge of where his kidnapped mate was uh, and were willing to direct him, if not, or lead him to the location where he could retrieve his mate in exchange for safe passage out of this meeting and away from danger zones because it seems that these group of vampires do not want to have anything to do with the colonel and his regime of vampires. Um, deciding that they were going to try and find a way to watch this meeting from afar, even though Jack Cross had given his express wishes that he would like these vampires to be left alone and that they would be under his protection until they were done, until their business with him was concluded. Uh, they had an encounter with a changeling by the name of Shakes who offered a deal in exchange for some mysterious essence from anyone who was willing uh, Shakes offered to cloak their presence in the meeting and allow them to witness and listen in unobserved um, only a couple of people including Jonas um, offered this offered this essence that was requested on, on Shakes' end of the deal. Um, but most of them, with the exception of uh, Eamon and Spanner, uh, benefited from this protection, whereas Eamon and Spanner decided to go under the benedictions, the blessing of the shepherd, from Eamon himself. 
which proved interesting as the leader of the vampires was able to was not able to see through Shakes's um, disguising of the group, but was able to notice Eamon and Spanner uh, through having quite a lot of perception dice. Um, but having learned that this vampire was indeed someone close to Astrid, uh, in fact, her brother, um, there was a very tense conversation uh, between the groups before the vampires and werewolves both left uh, to find this location in the sewers near the Hartsfield Jackson airport uh, to retrieve Jack Cross's mate, being followed shortly after by the rest of the group in the various vehicles, including the van. But before we get back to that, the thing that I've been neglecting to do every couple of sessions, um, in a secluded bunker, in an undisclosed location. So, I suppose at this point is, you'll understand me, where things start to get a bit complicated. Uh, of the many people in, at this briefing, one of them kind of speaks up. You don't say. We've got vampires and werewolves working together to deal with some darker force and hunters supposedly observing and making deals with more strange creatures. Yes, to say things are complicated is a bit of an understatement. I get what you're going at. But, well, let's just say that important things are coming. Uh, those of you who've read ahead in the report know that this situation is just sort of scraping the iceberg and things only get a little bit more fucked as we keep going. So let's get down to the dark delving, shall we? And with that, we join the group of you that are within the church fan, which I believe is most of you. Astrid's on her bike right now. Yes, Astrid's on the motorcycle. And uh, are you riding with Astrid or are you on your own? On your no, I'm own on bike? my own on your own bike yeah actually we're kind of split up from what i remember because it was yeah. spanner and aemon in the truck with all yes. the gas yep yes. two bikes and everybody else in the church van i think yes. unless drew objected in which drew. case well well drew would have objected but i wasn't here to play drew so whatever happened happened you could be in the you could be in the truck with us okay cool so, so. It's literally just sean in the van <laughs> oh sean and colleen and Colleen. You know what? Then I think and, probably uh, Paul would have swapped with Drew. All right. So Paul, so Paul and Sean and Colleen in the van, and Drew and Eamon in the in the gas truck. I yeah. guess that makes sense, given that I am the person with the ability to create fires. Yeah, and and, and I think Paul has made the detonators, and then and then when we were putting the inflammatory person in with the inflammable materials, I think that would be a good time for Paul to say, well, I'm going to ride in the other car. I'll see you all when we get there. Oh, relax. I, I only do that if I want to. I love how I managed to turn to, to, to coerce all of these entirely respectable people into becoming terrorists. I love how the words inflammable and flammable mean the same thing. Yes, they do. I, I, I'm going to contest your definition of respectable people by pointing to the two hitman in the group. 
We are I wasn't talking about them. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. We were definitely not included in that because I can guarantee that Eamon has already done a little bit of homebrewed terrorism back in Ireland himself. Yeah, so are, are, you, are you also including the career criminal? Yes. Yeah. I am absolutely <laughs> respectable does not indicate whether you participate in illegal activity or Fair not. Fair enough, then. Sean's real, Sean's real fucking respectable. Huh. He's a man of the cloth. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't help. I think we've Did established I that your very position is. is kind of sacrilegious in a lot of ways, but... Yeah, to to the Satanists, that's the opposite of respectable. I mean, it's also fair. Does it help that I never went to? That does it help that I never went to school for it? <laughs> <laughs> so, is there any conversations that need to happen while you guys are en route and following the vampires? I know that um, Paul you had just used one of your one-eyed kings to spy on a conversation between Archer and one mysterious vampire who is driving the vehicle he's in by the name of Alexander. Yes. So Paul is probably sort of out for the count while everybody else is having any conversations. Do we have any form of communication between the vehicles other than our cell phones? I feel like Eamon and... Uh, and Sean probably have at least some form of communication. You we, might be their cell phone. We definitely have walkie-talkies. We yeah, we have we have walkies. I didn't know if we had them currently. Um, I mean, I used mine at least once during the last. Yes, the two yeah, of you have your walkie-talkies so. on you. Um, given, given I wasn't here to do this, you can say no. But I probably would have had. Uh, Crowley ride in the church van. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so it's not so much communication as potential spying opportunities, but it's a thing. You have a demon dog in the van. Uh, yeah, I've had worse. <clears throat> uh, who's leading nice demon dog? Who? who I mean, Very fluffy. The, the demon dog is far superior to the vampires, to the multiple vampires we have had in this van as well. That's fair. Um, who's leading this convoy? <laughs> And how are we following them? Uh, uh, which convoy? The vampire and werewolf convoy or the convoy oh, of you guys? The one that uh, we Astrid. are in. Astrid is leading. Astrid is leading. And are we like following them visually? Do we have a tracker? Uh, you're following Astrid visually. All right. Because Astrid is hopefully following them visually. Yeah. Oh, yes. So basically, if they turn around, they see a line of cars. <laughs> One of which is a van. It's okay. it's two, two it, it's two it's two motorcycle, a truck, and a van. Over the walkie-talkie. <laughs> We're gonna roll this truck in, convoy. Uh, so, brother, I've got a quick question for you. I lay it on me, lad. Mm. Uh, what happens if the uh, vampires that we're following just so happen to turn around, like in the? And we've got. Well, we've got two, uh, two, three. We've got several barrels of flammable liquids that we're going to employ. Well, no, what I'm saying is perhaps we should uh, approach this from a slightly more subtle direction rather than following up their arse. Oh, I no, my plan was a little bit uh, You do, you do know did. that the vampires and werewolves are both A, aware that you are there, and B, suspect you would probably be following them anyway. Yeah. 
There's no there's no secret about this one. We popped out right in the middle of their big meeting. Oh, did we forget to mention that part? Yeah, you did. Yeah. That also yeah. doesn't change my that also doesn't change my statement. So, what if you get onto the interstate to figure we'll give him a little bit of a buffer and then uh, I uh, did I did mention a tense I did mention a tense conversation was had between this group and the and the other yeah, guys. Yeah, I didn't realize that the tense conversation was had literally in the middle of their fucking deal. Blame <laughs> your brother. It happened in the worst possible circumstances cuz I've played with you fuckers. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. All I will say is it was not intentional, and see, the problem is the worst possible circumstances. There are about four or five different variants of the worst possible possible circumstances. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oh. well, that kind of depends on whether or not we're gonna just let the people who don't want anything to do with things have nothing to. Do things. I mean, do we know where they're going? Uh, they are going You're to... You're not on a walkie-talkie. <laughs> oh, this is walkie-talkie. Yeah, this, this is, is the not over phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Fine, I didn't want to explain the situation to you anyways. Because you're well, on a motorcycle, but... and it's impossible to talk to people on the phone when you're on a motorcycle. Uh, have you not heard of hands-free? Yes, yeah. I've also heard of wind blowing. <laughs> I doesn't matter how lo how loud I yell. I'm on a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I have tried to talk on. I've tried to talk hands free on a motorcycle before. It's impossible. <sighs> Too much noise. Anyways, but yeah, this is not walkie talkie. Um, yeah, do, you know, do we know where they're going? Eamon. You're muted, You're Jack. You're muted, Jack. <laughs> uh, they're headed uh, southwards, somewhere down by the airport from what they said. So, so we're just going to follow them on the interstate, maybe pull back a bit, or do we want to take a different take a different route? I mean, I haven't been in this town for a very long time, but I feel like taking a separate route would probably put us uh, at least a half hour or so behind. And I'd rather have us all assembled there roughly at the same time. All right. I'm clear on our continued motivation in this case. Quite honestly, I'm not sure what our motivations are at this moment. These folks don't want to fight, and it seems like they're working out a deal amongst themselves, and we've got other Nazi vampires to deal with, so... Well, this one's for Astrid, honestly. Can I have finished eavesdropping and be back in the conversation, or what I Oh, say? yeah. Paul Paul sits up in the seat and says, um, also, let's not forget the fact that there's something out there far worse than both the vampires and the werewolves that's got them teaming up. So might not be a bad idea at least to keep an eye on it, see exactly what it is, make sure it's not getting out and uh, threatening the rest of the area. We've got enough people coming down on us uh, looking for uh, 
and he kind of glances towards Colleen um, and says, looking for whatever it is that's drawn them all to the area um, without having to worry about something new down underground. So I'm certainly in favor of keeping an eye on it. And again, don't think we had a lot of people in favor of it, but if things go tits up, at least we can blow the entrances and block all of them in down below. Fair or enough. we can all call for backup. Fair enough, fair enough. Even if we're just watching. Well, we have we have a good number of uh, creepy crawlies all headed in the same direction. I personally would prefer to keep an eye on them and know where they are rather than have to uh, worry about them creeping up on us later. Hit a pop. I'm <laughs> I, I I get where, why that, but like, if this is a faction that absent us directly provoking them, either want out or or are on marginally allied with us terms in regards to the overall conflict. Maybe uh, not walking up with barrels of anti them to blow them into a sewer might be better for us. Like, this isn't a case where we don't know what they want or, or what they're doing. Well, I'm certainly not suggesting it's plan A, but I'm a big believer in redundancy. We'll... Uh belt and suspenders sort of approach All right so i think we're i think we're not we're not rolling up on them exactly with the bombs just having them nearby but um i'm on i think i think drew and i are on the same page here where it's don't necessarily want to start a fight that we don't need i think i i think I've made it abundantly clear that among our little group, um, I'm not certainly not the one to go in fist swinging, but uh, like I said, just a big fan of insurance, that's all. Does, yes, you had a question? Red isn't insurance, it's provocation. Well, I'm not suggesting we advertise that that uh, that's something that we have in mind. Look, trust me, I I, I absolutely take your meaning. I, I we. I can't speak for everyone, but it's not my intention to get there and roll out. Uh, um, with guns and bombs blazing, um, we'll just keep them in the truck, use them if we need them. It could very well be that they would like to use them if whatever this is is as nasty as they've described. All right. Uh, it's about at this point... Um, You've been driving for a while. Um, 
the both the 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 convoys of vampires and werewolves begin to um, arrive into the highway traffic. Uh, at which point, it becomes significantly more difficult to keep up with them. I'm going to need uh, a drive check. Um, we'll say, uh, let's see, keeping up, keeping up with people moving through heavy traffic. Uh, uh drive. I think it's usually wits and drive. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say wits and drive to track people through traffic. I turn my brain off when I drive it. <laughs> How often do you follow people on long periods of don't, time? Don't answer that on a live stream. I am. <laughs> I cannot. No, no. I cannot answer provide. I cannot provide an answer that may or may not incriminate myself. <laughs> <laughs> One success. I'm following Astrid. Yep, you're following Astrid. <laughs> One success. Zero successes. Oh boy. I'm heading to the airport. <laughs> Fortunately, half of you succeeded, which is enough for the other half of you to follow the people that succeeded. No, no, no. Sean, let's sit down, ramp. No, no, no. No, no, we drive on this side over here. No. <laughs> I love how there's potholes on the interstate. There are potholes on the interstate. There yes, are po I know. there are potholes on 285. Yep. It sucks. Oh, well, yeah, no. If we're on 285, yes. No, I will believe that. <laughs> there are potholes on the highway. Um, but you're you're following the you're following these guys on 285 southbound. Tell me, um, do we run across a stretch of highway that is shut down for filming a zombie-based television show? No, but you do come across Thank at least God. three different instances of road work. Okay. And and, and two separate tipped-over trucks. That have just, that, that just, <laughs> One of which is on fire. No, no, no. They're never on fire. They're typically cargo trucks, and they're just on their side. The gas trucks are careful. The cargo trucks don't care. <laughs> This is why they were talking about building separate roads next to the highways for the trucks to use, but yes. they never did. Jeez. No, they just spent a lot of money on it. Um, but the uh, so yeah, uh, Astrid, you're just laser focused on the car that you know have Ar that has Archer in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and Eamon, you are keeping an eye on the on the pack of vehicles as a general whole. Mm -hmm. uh, and Nina, you're following Astrid. Sean, yep. you're following Eamon. Sh Sean is very excited that he can get in the HOV lane. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have, I have, I have a playlist to focus on, so I can be pumped for this. <laughs> I need to get the right emotional state. Um, but the, the the drive continues on for another forty five minutes to an hour. 285 traffic. Yep. Which means at one point we all stop. Yeah, at one point like, there, there is at least like, one dead stop. There's like five the minutes. The 
there's five minutes of a lane of cars of werewolf vampire werewolf vampire us <laughs> just in a line sitting waiting drumming fingers <laughs> and then eventually it picks up again and you get past whatever was congesting and you get moving it was again tip, it was a tipped over truck yeah um and about so 45 minutes to about an hour later um the Can you tell we have gripes with atlanta traffic <laughs> Um, the, the, the convoy of werewolves and vampires pulls off of the highway, um, near the exit to, uh, Hartsville Jackson, um, and passes by Hartsville Jackson, uh, heading south to, uh, warehouse districts. Uh, in fact, this is very near to your safe house, Nina. Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> Um, in fact, there, there, there is a moment where you just sort of instinctively, oh yeah, that's my safe house, like right down that road as you pass it by. <laughs> I just keep going because I'm used to driving. Yeah. <laughs> when you say safe house, you mean my home? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah, the one that's above a warehouse. Yes. Okay. Oh, great. Um, in fact, it's only about a 10 minute drive away from your house is where the vampires and the werewolves pull off of the main road onto a side road and then follow that side road to a, basically an abandoned lot that used to be for construction, but it seems to have been abandoned. And so there's just gravel and equipment laying around. At which point all of the vehicles sort of gather in this parking lot, this lot, um, park, and the vampires and werewolves proceed to exit their vehicles. Um, what's the building? What are the buildings that are around this lot? I bet you one of them's a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> no, no, it's an empty lot. Uh, Chick-fil-A's get buildings around the real fucking... Hmm. There is no empty space next... Not in, not in Atlanta. Blockbuster video. That, that's what the empty space was. <laughs> Is what I say. Um, around around this spot, it looks mostly like um, warehouse and uh, businesses that are occupying warehouses. Like you've got a, a sign company, um, you got a, probably a mechanic shop, um, a uh, like a random tech supply business that is just operating out of a warehouse. What time is it? It's probably about midnight. So I'm parking the van next to one of those businesses, not in view. Mm -hmm. I'm parking the truck full of homemade napalm. Um, basically across the road, but directly in front of the access to the lot. Okay. So that it will be a very short drive if we need to get flammable materials to wherever they're going down. <laughs> Astrid's going to park over there as well. Cool. Nina, I'm assuming you're parking with Astrid. Yep. And so as, as you all disembark um, and 
are you going to wait for them to disappear down wherever they're going, or are you just going to meet them there publicly? Uh, I'm going to... I hope we're waiting, given previous conversations, but... Eamon's getting out and seeing what Astrid's plan is. Hmm. Yeah, this is all following... This is her show. Astrid's going to wait. She's not, not going to confront them. Cool. Everyone can give me a... Um, wits and composure. Also, I'm looking for a place to... Visual? Uh, yes. As I get out, adjust my coat. I'm starting to. I'm looking for ways to climb up onto buildings. Dean is busy smoking, apparently. Uh, one I mean, she was going to be regardless, but two successes. Checking her phone. <clears throat> nice. Eamon's getting his golf bag together again. <laughs> Four successes. It makes, sense. it makes sense that Paul would notice this because he knew about it ahead of time. Um, <laughs> so uh, Paul, Drew, uh, Sean, and of course Astrid. Um, as you're watching the, the group that is heading out of the various vehicles, you notice uh, getting out of the car with Archer um, is... Definitely someone who's out of place in the Atlanta crowd um, because he looks like something out of a Renaissance fair. Um, is sort of tall, well-dressed, um, pale figure with long sort of silvery white hair, uh, a very neatly trimmed goatee, sort of open-breasted vest um, with these very well-kept pants. Uh, the most modern thing he's wearing is a very beaten up uh, long coat um, as he steps out of the vehicle with um, uh, with Archer and sort of extends the hand. You did not see this vampire during the meeting. He definitely was not one of those present. And he sort of stands out as the... He has an air of authority and experience that sort of has everyone immediately referring to him, even though from what you understand, Archer is the one in charge. I lean over to Paul. Who's this track you're looking, motherfucker? Any indication from what I overheard when we were uh, uh, driving along, it seems to be uh, a mentor of sorts to to our friend there. uh, and and he looks back at uh, at um, and Eamon says, "Is that uh, the sort of thing that that uh, vampires do? Do they have uh, <laughs> you know a, a training program or?" Uh... Oh, can I make I... an intelligence and a cult? <laughs> you can certainly. I will make an Wait. intelligence and a cult roll. <laughs> Wait, who's a what now? I'm I'm not going to because I figure Paul really does not does not know vampires and he is definitely going to ask the two guys who apparently kill them as a hobby. Oh, hey, there's a, there's a bit uh, where, you know, whoever makes you a vampire is sometimes in charge of making sure you don't fuck shit up for the rest of them. That's about as far as your knowledge of that goes. Yeah. That, that might be, yeah. You know, Master Ashwin's daddy. Oh, 
as it were. I shrug and continue looking for a ladder. Uh, Astrid, you know that too. You also know that is not the vampire that Ray that that took your brother. Okay. What are we battling about now? Sorry, I was power oh, dynamics. Oh. And now that it's pointed out, you do see this very sort of like Spanish nobility looking vampire across the way. We're, to, we're oh. talking about Spanish, uh, about vampire daddies, apparently. Yeah, it's I It's not the vampire that raised Archer, though. When oh. he dies, I, uh, I dibs on his clothing. It's, it's, well, whoever this Final Fantasy looking motherfucker is. Uh... He's a burst. Hmm? No, I'm sorry, that was out of character. <laughs> Looks like he's the one to, to keep an eye on if things are about to go south or sideways or uh, you do direction. you do you do remember you caught his name from conversation, uh Paul was from according to Archer, his name is Alexander. Uh, uh, Archer was calling him Alexander. I'm not sure, of course, if that's a real name, but certainly it's the one that he was using in conversation. I will happily keep an eye on him. <laughs> I like how both Sean and Eamon referenced Two different video. We're <laughs> 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 referring to uh, this person as a ex-looking motherfucker. <laughs> um, and 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 I and I will point out for um, whatever smaller amount of uh, of use it might be, they seemed fairly genuine uh, in their conversation, at least as far as their concern about whatever it is that uh, they're here to take care of. So. I don't have any particular uh, concern that they're here to make any sort of bargain. I think that they are looking to take care of it. Now, what it may be, still no idea, but uh, fairly convinced that uh, they are genuine, at least with their desire to, to get rid of whatever might be down there. You ever seen uh, that, that, uh, that, that film, uh, the, the uh, Tremors? I bet you it's one of those fuckers. Oh, Jesus. Graboid? <laughs> Fucking graboids. Um, so oh, I've definitely not seen that movie. While you're, while you're while you're watching what's going on over there, you see Alexander sort of walk over to Jack Cross, uh, and the two of them uh, appear to have some form of brief conversation. Um, and then there, there's a moment where Alexander sort of extends his arm to the side and offers a very deep, very elegant bow, uh, and sort of stands up again and pulls from the inside of his coat a handgun. Um, and holds it up and pulls a magazine out and extends it to uh, Jack Cross. And those of you who, uh, Paul, with your four successes, you catch the gleam of silver. Okay. Um, and and what, is, uh, what does Jack Cross do? Uh, Jack Cross has a sort of like expression of, he sort of like takes that half lean back, looks at Alexander, Nods. Alexander puts the magazine back in the handgun. Stows it back in his back in his jacket. Uh, and the the two of them proceed to walk over towards uh, a cordoned off section of this of this building site. A few moments later, the two of them seem to find what they're looking for and. Uh, with uh, with a, a very much sort of a after you flourish from Alexander, uh, Jack Cross just kind of leans down and with one hand 
rips up a sewer grate uh, as it as it lifts up off of the ground. He sort of waves to the others and offers a whistle as the vampires and werewolves begin to file down into the sewers. Bet you couldn't arm wrestle him, Evan. Not unless he's had at least a few more drinks than I have. Um, uh, Paul says, sounds like they may be hunting some sort of uh, even worse werewolves. Yeah, I think that was that was communicated all around, though, wasn't it earlier? Yeah, it, it was yeah. mentioned. Yeah. I was candidly so, saying that more for the benefit of the, of, of, of the players who weren't, weren't fair here. Fair enough. So worse werewolves than werewolves is what we're saying. If you can imagine it. I mean, I haven't had horrible experiences with werewolves myself. But they're fucking werewolves. I mean, the, right. mind, the mind goes straight to like some sort of vampire werewolf. I don't know if that's a thing. Yes, it is. They're fucking ridiculous and they're abominations not just in title. I didn't know that vampires were a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. I know they are. Sean doesn't. Abominations is the fourth worst thing that the world of darkness ever fucking did. I I do love that we have this list from greatest to worst things. Yes. I legitimately did not know that vampires were a thing. Thank you for that information, Jeremy. Don't they have all the weaknesses of both and none of the strengths? No, absolutely not. I thought they did. They nerfed them significantly, I think, in in revise or at some point. But no, there was a point where they did have the weaknesses of both, but they had the strengths of both too. The problem was they couldn't they couldn't like go into the umber or anything. But still, they were a a werewolf with disciplines. It may be it may be in the V twenty version that I read. And yeah, I think there's something different in the V twenty version that's. Yeah, and in, in the 20th anniversary version, they like... One, maybe I'm wrong about lose, that. They lose access to their disciplines, and they also lose access to their guru rights. And so, For the record, the ranking goes from one to four. Um, World of Darkness Gypsy. Dirty Secrets of the Black Hand. Everything system-related to Wraith. Yep. Abominations. <laughs> Anyways... Okay. So, as the vampires and werewolves begin to disappear down the sewer grate, what do you guys do? So, I, I guess I'm looking at Astrid. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's going to give it just a minute and then follow after them. Uh, I'll, I'll look to the nearest of the twins. Do, do you happen to have additional walkie-talkies? And do you? You only have the two. Okay, something that some something to yeah, adding to that to the shopping list. But um, <laughs> when we take these, we'll, we'll hold out a hand at you. At me. I- so I'm gonna stay behind so that, as my accent slips again. Uh, 
I'm gonna stay behind so that we have somebody watching in case somebody comes behind and closes it the the, the hole after everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's my thought. One should be here. One walkie-talkie should go down. So I'll hold on. Eamon wants down. Oh, Eamon is right on Astrid's heels. Mm. Okay. Never stay? mind. That was now not necessary. You want to stay back with me, Drew? Or do you want to go with them? Uh, I'll stick up here. Um... Paul? Nina? I was supposed to be keeping an eye on 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 uh, on dude who's wearing my clothing, so I'm going down. <laughs> Paul, what are you up to? Paul, Paul is uh, probably not quite visibly, but having sort of a Smeagol Gollum conversation, like like. But, but up here it's safe, precious. Yes, but there's delicious. There's thin sandals down below. Um, and I think I think eventually we'll we'll turn um, and uh, and 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 look at Colleen um, and say, I assume you're staying here, right? Uh, well. Up here in the middle of nowhere where I'm potentially exposed to something coming along. Or down there where there's a lot of people with guns to get in the way, but it's also the thing that they have those guns for. It's kind of a toss-up. I'll I'll stay wherever you wherever you decide to go. If you want to stay up here, then then an extra set of eyes. I'll be here with you. Uh and and uh with Eamon. Um if you want to go down below, then then I'll come with you. you. Know- the vampires down there, I know, don't want to be around the colonel, so let's go down with them. Just because, you know, the colonel's vampires are somewhere out here. Um, and I'll get to shoot well, them. <laughs> all right. Um, and, and then Paul will nod at her and, and uh, turn to Aim and say, you sure you're all right by yourself? I'm Sean, but thank you. Yes, we're fine. Um... <laughs> Are you guys doing this to me on No, no, he's 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 correct. No, yeah, you, 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 you shot. I'm sorry. No, it's the best inadvertent recurring joke. Why do you think I keep so saying the twins? Right. Never twin. All right, you know what? Let's keep that in character. Um Paul's like, right, right, sorry. Um are you gonna try to get somewhere vertical? Uh, what what's the plan? I nod and I point up at the building that we're next to. Um, all right. Um, just a moment. Um, Paul will turn and uh, reach back into the van for his his uh, his bag of goodies, and we'll dig through it, and we'll come back out with um, uh, a grappling hook on a, a length of of nylon rope uh, and some pythons, and and pass them and say, "Hey, just in case they come in handy." Grappling hook. I'll be sure to put him to good use. It's not like a hydraulic thing. It's literally just it's a, a rope. <laughs> hook with the yeah. it's, it's a hand tosser, yeah? Yeah. In the meantime, I'm looking for a ladder <laughs> still. Um, uh, Paul said, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it, it's more for coming down in a hurry than it is for getting up. Yep. Um. And, and, and if you need to leave in a hurry, just leave it behind. Don't worry. I know you're good for it. Um, and he'll reach over and pat him on the shoulder. You should probably hurry up. I say pointing at the other three that have already gone. <laughs> All right. All right. 
be safe. Let us know if you see anything. Um, and he'll hurry off after Colleen and the others. I wave the walkie-talkie. Storyteller, do I find a ladder? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, if you look around, you can you can find a way up to it, like roof access for one of these nearby buildings. Yeah, basically just wanting roof access that covers the lot and the road. So that I can see yep. both without having to do too much. Oh, um, Eamon would have left Sean with the keys to the truck. <laughs> Good to know. Um, can I find a roof that is within range that I could use my fire spell on the thing, but out of range that it would, I would be in that explosion. Oh, on the truck, on the fire truck. Yes. Um, it's the fire truck. <laughs> oh, I mean, what else? That's actually a really good idea. Um, we yeah. have detonators. We have detonators that have been put on the barrels, right? Uh huh. I'm going to while we're while while after you guys have gone and while Drew is sort of scouting out for a, a good vantage point. Um, I am going to move the truck so that it is in the entrance to the lot so that if for some reason a band of seven tr of seven redneck vampire trucks come up they have to stop and move the truck to get into the lot which provides a very nice choke oh, point. That's, that's fairly good. Yeah. And while that's happening, uh, Drew, yes, you can you can find a spot that has that is a good enough vantage that you should be able to blast the the oil tank with your fire without getting caught in the. In the I know we have detonators, but but just in case, just in case, I'm the backup fire. Yeah. Oh, that is a good point. Who wants the detonator? Because it's it. not going to do any damn good if I take it it's with me down the below. Sniper hitman, not yes. the okay. no, the, the sniper will take the detonator. Okay, yeah, I'll give you the room up. So yeah, basically move the truck into a blocking position and yeah. then move the van further away <laughs> and then get up on a roof and keep watch. And then over the, right. and then over the walkie-talkie, be sure to let us know when you're coming back out. There might be things on fire when you... I mean, that's what it's here for. And so... Uh, when you, when you guys finish that conversation, you had, you, uh, had some of you, uh, head over and the sewer grate has conveniently been left open for you. Is Jonas still with us? What was that, Holly? Is Jonas still with us? Yes. Jonas is with you as well. Right. Well, Astrid's going to go down. So you all make your way down and splash into this ankle-deep sewage um, underneath the underneath the roadway. And as you look around, it's tight. Like the these sewers are not like your ancient three-man wide sewage systems. Like this is a maintenance shaft that one dude is supposed to be able to walk up and down. Um, but as you touch down and you sort of budge around for, uh, for extra room, you look over and are greeted with, um, the faintly glowing, slightly reddish eyes of that long white haired vampire as he sort of looks at the group of you with a grin. And we were wondering if you were going to follow. Come along. I will show you the way. 
Are any of them using flashlights? The vampires? Or the werewolves? Uh, some of the werewolves I had have some flashlights, but you, they're, they're not within sight range right now. Okay. Uh, Paul, I, Paul has definitely changed, by the way, into his utility outfit with the name Eddie. Um, yeah. Over the, over the breast. He's not wearing his good clothes down here. Fair enough. Come. I will show you the way. Eamon's got a kukri out and his little tech mag in the other hand just to make sure wait, that there's wait. some level of illumination. William, yeah, Paul has a flashlight too. It's got the it's got the red lens cover over it. William, you're going to be showing them the way. <laughs> Fuck you. Hmm? He's Italian or Spanish, technically, not Ugandan. You said it. <laughs> How are you? How are how are you Italian or Spanish technically? Spanish Italian, it's a thing. I mean, technically, technically means that you have the genetics thereof. However, he's undead, so his blood is no longer technically Italian, even though his body was or Spanish. I was going to say most 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 of his blood currently probably Caucasian Russian. <laughs> whatever, he's drink, whatever he's been drinking recently. But in right. life, he was Spanish, so that's why I thought he was technically Spanish. Yeah. Um, but you know, he sort of tilts his head back and turns around and starts to walk further down the tunnel, seemingly offering his back to you if you wanted to take a shot at him. Yeah, I'm following. Yeah, I'm just following. Nina doesn't want to mess up that coat. No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) And it is impressive because even as he walks through this muck, not a splash of it manages to get on anything but his boots. Eamon's going to be trying to follow as quietly as possible. Hmm? I mean, is uh, is he, or based on what we could detect from 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 the group that's gone up ahead, is there any real sense of them trying to be stealthy? Um, there is a sense that they're not trying to make a bunch of noise, um, but they're not. They're moving with purpose. They're not trying to be slow and quiet. Fair enough. Somewhere in the middle, you would say. So she walks up right next to him and was like, so what's your deal? Uh, I am Alexander Ravenhall, and I am here to assist uh, my companion Archer in forming an alliance. Right. Okay. Um, so, Alex, my question would be why? Alexander, please. There's a lot of syllables, but we'll see what we can do. Why? Because I have been through a great many things and seen a great many evils, darker even than what you would think of me. And I would rather not see too many more go through such things. (laughs) 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. That sounds real good. You weren't in Seattle a few years back, but uh, quite a bit of pain and anguish was dealt out there that I would rather not see move this way. That kind of their thing? Whose thing? Seattleites? I mean... Washingtonians? Pacific Northwesterners? Well, not unfair. A certain amount of semi-apocalypse being avoided, uh, I would rather not have to do the same down here. I appreciate that. It's not every day that an ancient being from before the flood decides it's going to try and uh, forge its own reawakening. Paul whips around at that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I think probably almost out of nowhere at the other shoulder. Uh, Pardon me, I I couldn't help but overhear you discussing. Um, (laughs) This menace that we're facing um, is, shall we say, antediluvian in nature? The origin of this menace that we go to face now, its origin, I would say, yes, is from long before the flood, although these particular beasts, I think, are much more recent. Wait, wait, wait. Ho, ho, ho. I'm assuming we're not talking about, like, you know, the flood from a few years ago. No, we're talking... You're talking like, like the Bible version of antediluvian. Yes. Right, right. You know, big boat, that sort of thing. Um, That's a, that, that. Secrets and magic lost below the waves. People un- unfairly denied their birthright, that sort of thing. Aren't you? Sorry, to you were just talking once. What was that? What was that, <laughs> Eamon? Oh, as soon as Paul starts talking about magic lost beneath the waves, he just jumps in. Aren't you mixing up antediluvian and Atlantean, aren't you? Well, there are different interpretations of... I know we've said before we weren't going to discuss religion, but... um, (laughs) I never said that. There are certain interpretations of the flood as being. Um, Meanwhile, Drew and Sean are up not, top playing tic tac toe. <laughs> I feel weird. like we both simultaneously sneeze at the we discuss religion comment. Um, as not being as uh, literal as it was described um, in your good book, but. Uh, um, more on a calamitous scale, um, the sinking and raising of continents and so forth. Um, and whatever is true, I'm afraid I am not quite that long lived. But uh, the evil that we now face, while these particular beasts might not be, it has existed for a very, very long time. Yeah, Nina is doing something. She, I don't think she is. She, people may not suspect that she's capable of. She is shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> Wait, so you're you're saying we're down here to fight something that's got really old origins, but 
still causing problems in the modern era. Like the Welsh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think as a character, I find that funny as a personally, <laughs> as someone with 18 L's in his last name. I don't, are you, are I you feeling you very a little much, called Chris. out at the moment? <laughs> um, no, I think, I, think, I think Paul chuckles. and um, Eamon is very obviously joking. No, I know. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but Paul chuckles and, and, uh, and says, um, and it turns back to Alexander and says, uh, more like, more like the French. Uh, good. It's all the reference we can all enjoy. Um, fair play to you then. But, um, are these, um, are these sort of low creatures, should we say, or are they the sort of thing that, um, um, might be interested in what's been going on in the city, might be collecting things or using things? It's hard to say. My understanding is less complete than, say, our good friend Jack would be, um, as these are his foes. But from what I have learned, the creatures forged by this dark force come in many varieties and some are cunning and others are mere beasts. It is difficult to say where this group lies, but they had the sense to kidnap the mate of a leader of potential threats, so. Right. Well, thank you, I appreciate it. So you haven't had any personal dealings with him before? Either these specifically or these sorts of things. Mm. No, not personally. Anyone in your group, um, your uh, young friend there, um, and he'll sort of gesture forward towards Archer. Mm. He has not had dealings with them, but his eyes and ears are all over this city, and they observed the scuffle in which the group of werewolves that Jack Cross's companion were with being attacked. Mm. Kaya was supposedly taken very intentionally, whereas the others were butchered. How many others were there, if you know? According to Archer's scouts, a group of six werewolves in total, counting Kaya, were all killed, barring her. Any idea of the numbers of the opposing side? Uh, difficult to tell, according to the scouts. They moved in a blur and carried shadows with them. Um, can I see if that rings any bells? You want me to call yeah. I mean, I assume a pretty tough roll, but... Yeah, but you can still... You can potentially make it. What you're telling us, then, is that our target here took out... Target your targets. Took out a pack of six werewolves, killed five of them, and carried off one that they had in mind. Uh, Lads, we're proper fucked. Hmm? Well, 
you have a group of six more werewolves and about a dozen more vampires at your back. Uh, let's clarify that a moment. Pretty sure it's weird at your back. Situation. We're not front line, motherfucker. <laughs> ah, but I thought that it was your duty as hunters to protect the innocent from monsters that would seek to do evil and ill. Eat my and... non-existent dick. No. <laughs> Fuck no. Um, it also sounds like we may be making a great deal of assumptions about the innocence of those present. So, um... Let's, uh, that too. Um, let's hold off on uh, on that particular oh. portion for now. Um, we're just trying to, uh, as it were, gather intelligence at this point. Uh, innocence is wasted, and I'm so sorry, but you never can replace it. Drew is tr- up top trying to introduce Sean to the intricacies of Go. <laughs> It's like chess, right? To, to an extent, yeah. It's like half paying attention while I've got my sniper rifle balanced on a on a on a, on a roof. Neither of roof. us are paying attention to it, but <laughs> Tic Tac Toe is not classy or smart enough for me. <laughs> so, while that's going on, uh, Drew and um, Sean. Go ahead and make me uh, wits and composure. This did not have to be visual. Okay, then it's not going to be. <clears throat> I'm going to spend a willpower. Well, fuck. One success. A lot of dice for that. I just don't Three roll. successes. <laughs> All right. So, Drew... <laughs> It's quiet around here, and that seems normal because it's a warehouse district and it's night, so there shouldn't be too much noise coming around. Um, But a short while later, you begin to hear some kind of motion uh, down the roads. Um, Sean, you spot um, and begin to hear as well uh, a group of individuals um, walking down the streets and seeming to um, gather up um, uh, a group of other individuals that are sort of um, straying across the road towards them. And they seem to they seem to group up together um, and continue on down the road. Um, one of them reaches one of these warehouse doors and knocks a very particular pattern on the door. Um, And a few moments later, the door opens and three more people step out. This is a warehouse district. It should be a business. There shouldn't be anyone here is what crosses over your mind. But these three individuals step out and this, uh, the woman who seems to be at the front of this pack has sort of very long black hair uh, and wear sort of like a heavy winter jacket, um, sort of very pale skin, uh, uh, who you recognize vaguely um, uh, from your brother's description of the woman that met 
the group of them at the mall, uh, who they refer to as a changeling by the name of Shakes. Um, uh, and she seems to gather these three individuals and moves down the road a good distance and then hits another door and a few more people file out of that building and she gathers them up and she seems to be moving down this road gathering people. Uh, over the walkie-talkie, I click it and, uh, excuse me, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, brother, were you expecting any company from that Shakes woman? You're muted, Jack. We told her where we were headed, and she sort of seemed to indicate that she was going to try and evacuate her people from the local area. Okay. I'm going to keep an eye on her and see what she's doing. I just keep, 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 keep watch. Watch out for that one. She's a fairy. Don't fuck with her. Don't take anything from her. But if um, she does shout it in, but if she doesn't do anything, let her You're be. cut off by now. <laughs> <laughs> he reaches out and pushes the button and continues the her quote. He's holding it in his hand. He's not going to let Squeeze her. Squeeze your hand so it pushes the button. <laughs> you will note it is very difficult to prevent a button from being pushed. Yes, that is true. It is. <laughs> I mean, do you want to contest that? No, if she's in determined, she gets to yeah. What 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 was the rest of that sentence? I missed it. If she does if she doesn't do anything, let her be. Okay. Well, do they look like uh to the person who can see on this rooftop with me? Do they look like a perfolk or I need to go you know, I need to exactly go into the door real quick. I'll be right back. Right, so. Then I will, through Sean, try and determine whether or not they look like they're probably more changelings or if they look like a po- collection of neo-Nazi types. You know. They definitely look way too disheveled and just kind of a raggedy group of mismatched individuals to be any organized group of Nazis. Okay. I was going to say, they look a little too dark-haired maybe um. <laughs> none of none of like there's like one of them that fits the european like the aryan ideal and that one doesn't it doesn't seem remotely like proud okay. and standoffish it doesn't enough. seem like the sort of muscle builders that i assume we heard about from the golf club yeah it doesn't seem like that kind so, of group no that, that's all i wanted to know um i was gonna ask that too so thank you <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're lacking in a certain level of Nazi pigmentation challenge nature. <laughs> missing that je ne sais quoi. <laughs> now you know exactly what no. actually. <laughs> it's okay. To missing the right stuff. Profile Nazis. Yes. <laughs> My stance, and I'm sticking He's... to it. <laughs> Maybe these are racially diverse Nazis. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> oh, it's an oxymoron if ever I've heard one. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, moving on. Keeping an eye on that on that group, and still keeping an eye out for others. So, 
and, and you notice that she she seems to be gathering people um, from a variety of different buildings, all of which, from common sense, should be empty by now. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know how much I judge by common sense, considering I am a hunter in a world that I know exists vampires and where other thing than magic. Yeah. So, you know, your your supernatural sense says, okay, this seems like some kind of series of hideouts. Given I am a specifically dream focused, do I have any additional insights if these are changelings? Uh, you know, being specifically dream focused, you might know a little bit more about these hideouts. Go ahead and roll me a intelligence to call. I'm going to start muttering under my breath, by the way, and I'm going to uh, apply the true side of St. Abel to my... Go for it. Um, Any penalty? Nah. You two are fucked. (laughs) One success. Hey, you have have, uh, enough to distribute between the two of you. Uh, We both have four dots of true side of St. Abel. Nice. Which means that we can make... uh, We can both make... Uh, true side dots plus I want to say composure. And I've got it right. Resolve plus four. Maybe. Resolve. Resolve plus dots. Okay. We can both GM ruling. Does that require you to be able to physically see things, or is it more of a supernatural sense? Uh, it's a supernatural sense that overlays onto your sight. While you might not be able to make out a bunch of details, you will be able to still see that they are supernatural with the sight on. I'm going to go ahead and toggle that as well, since I know one of them is a changeling. What I'm saying is your 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 bad eyes flaw will not affect a roll for the true sight. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking about. I got so you two can, successes on my true sight. So you, you can see true sight. Uh, you can go ahead and roll me resolve in plus four as well, Drew. Sure. Um, I don't have much of that. Yeah, plus four to add. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely helps. But no, you're you're tr- you're having trouble. Was like a lot of ones, by the way. So I think the dice disagree with you about. Yeah. Apparently, like you're 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 having trouble fixating on them long enough just with your eyes to really focus the true sight on them. So, yeah. um, hideout. If I know anything, yeah. So the hideout. Uh, what you do know is that changelings, from what little research you've done into them, because they aren't really your forte of particular focus. Um, uh, you do know their affinity for dreams often extends to their environs and what they tend to like what they tend to do they tend to build homes that are outside of typical space mm-hmm. you don't know how that works or what it transitions to but you do know that changelings don't need a building to have a hideout there's probably some sort of nest here or that's not actually in the real space and um, we'll refer to what John is seeing with his true sight when he gets back. Um, but as the the two of you are watching this, you see that you know shakes. Um, oh, <laughs> both of them are gone now. <laughs> so while that's happened, so we'll step away from that for a minute. Uh, back into the tunnels as you guys. Continue to make your way. At one point, the group ahead of you turns, and Alexander turns when he hits that point, and you notice that there's just, like, 
a slab of this sewer wall that has been broken down, like ripped, like bricks and mortar just ripped out of the wall. And there's just an open dirt tunnel ahead of you that widens out significantly. As Alexander steps up to it, uh, we are entering enemy territory now. I would have weapons drawn if you do not already. As he pulls out that pistol from under his vest. Does it go straight or is it sort of curving around? Uh, it's sort of straight out from the side of this wall and it sort of opens up into a cavern, but it's very dark. Okay. Everybody else still has flashlights out? Uh, the werewolves ahead of you, you can barely see their lights sort of in the distance. The vampires don't seem to need it. Okay. Yeah, Paul, will, for now, will keep his out. Eamon sheaths his kukri and pulls out his gladius instead. All right. Gun and... in one hand. Uh, uh, baton at the ready. Any uh, beast it is, then. Uh, madam, uh, what caliber of weapon do you wield there? She said, uh, Alexander says, looking over at Nina. Uh, uh, 45. Ah, perfect. You may want some of these, uh, he says, as he hands you a, a, a small, um, a, uh, a quick load for his, for his, for his weapon, um, which is, uh, a 45. He's got two handguns. One, one is a nine millimeter. Um, and the other one is a 45 revolver. Um, he hands you a quick reload for the revolver, uh, with bullets okay. that are shine silver. Nice. Go switches out. You wouldn't happen to, as I'm jamming this one in with a grin, she's mostly joking, but you wouldn't happen to have any of, you know, phosphorus rounds, do you? Just, you know, just in case. Uh, if only I had thought that far ahead. Oh, well. I guess I'll make do. You shouldn't need to be shooting at any of us anyway. I mean, shouldn't is the key word there. I appreciate your caution. Um, Paul, Paul weighs in again quietly and says, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're probably, now that we've gotten into the um, do-it-yourself portion of the, of, of the caves, um, maybe we should start keeping our voices down. Right. Uh, if the group of you would like to slow down and sneak, you are welcome to. I'm going to uh, catch up to my companions in case the battle gets ahead of us. Sounds, sounds about right to me. Um, um, and with that, he sort of gives the group of you a nod uh, and turns and begins walking at a speed that would outpace most people's sprint. He sort of has that that visual effect of like someone moving incredibly quickly to the point that it almost seems like they're a fast forward and they leave just like the faintest trace of an afterimage behind them. Uh, 
Paul will watch that happen and um, turn back to the others and says, "Anybody else? Anybody seen that happen before?" Hmm. Can't say that they. I mean, I'm certainly not going to forget it going forward. Right. Yeah. Let's first, uh, let's first encounter with celerity. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's file that one away. It's. It fits. It, it just confirms long-standing. Oh, hey, there's plenty of folklore behind it. True. Right. Right. Yeah. But um, just never seen it. That's all. Mm. Oh yeah, no, it, 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 it's fucking terrifying. That's a bit disconcerting um, for sure. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. We knew we weren't we, we knew we weren't walking down here uh, 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 to fuck with no care bears. Actually, I would be more terrified if we were coming down here to fight care bears. I mean, care bears are real, and they have some terrifying ability. You go watch that stare. I mean, sorry, what? I don't know if I'm more concerned that that's what you're more scared of or that you, Paul, of all people, know about it. Paul has kids. Paul has kids. That's fair. Mm. <laughs> well, that was Colleen talking, by the way. Oh. What, did, what did she, oh, about being, being, um, yeah. Um, uh, Paul, Paul turns back and says, look, we've got Netflix in England. Um, and they've got that stupid movie there, and it's just my youngest went through a period where he would watch it twice a day every week. I guess that makes sense. Um, Is that the first admission around most of us to Paul that from Paul that he has kids? No, I think I think most people heard about that when he saw them as corpses during the. That's right. That's right. Ignore yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Ignore me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It was. It, it, that, I think. I think he had not mentioned it until then, but at that point, he kind of. It was pretty obvious. Yeah. 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 Now Nina may have missed it. That's, I think that would be entirely in character. Yeah, that's but. also true. <laughs> Well, because I think she was like outside or anyways. She doesn't say anything regardless. Okay. Um, so you guys are left alone in this cavern system as Alexander moves ahead. Um, do we hear anything up ahead of us? Uh, as you as you sort of slow down to move quietly. Um. About 30 seconds pass after Alexander separates from the group of you before you begin to hear the sounds of growling and then followed by the sounds of gunshots and then the sounds of howls and roars and then more gunshots and claws scraping stone and angry and pained noises as something is getting into a fight. I am heedlessly pushing ahead. Uh, this is Astrid. Eamon, Eamon immediately starts activating Wrathful Sword of St. Michael the Archangel on his Gladius and is following. All right. 
Go ahead and roll me that. And he's spending a willpower on that. Because he wants this to last as long and do as much as possible. Four successes. Okay. Good. Wow, that's a lot of ones. Okay. At least you had four successes in there. Yeah. <clears throat> so this thing can do four points of aggravated damage to something before it breaks. <laughs> um, uh, why don't we take a take a brief preview? Um, and Paul will take out the other one-eyed king, roll it over his knuckles, and put it up against his eye. Eh? Uh, and so you, you you put the king up against your eye, and immediately you are treated to a scene of carnage. Okay. As you as you begin to observe the area around Archer, you find Archer just kind of firing rapidly, moving faster than is humanly possible as his body reacts in superhuman speed as he brings a gun around and fires it point blank at a creature that seems to emerge from the darkness. It looks almost like a werewolf, but it's just completely pitch black and seems to carry shadows with it. Its entire form almost seems wavy as it sort of melds with the darkness. As it emerges out, teeth bared and claws scraping out, you can see what seems like a hideous bulge across the side of its face, almost as if its skull is malformed. As the claw scrapes forward, you see in an instantaneous flash, Archer's pistol up into its face and firing twice as it staggers back with the bullets in its face, giving Archer enough time to slide underneath. As his gaze turns to the side, you get a spot of Alexander in just a blur of motion, just in all directions, both guns in his hands, firing rapidly. Um, and you see the the six werewolves that are that are part of Jack Cross's party, all of them in their war forms, which immediately sets your mind on edge, but you've seen these before. Um, and they, all of them in full combat formation, Jack seems to have pulled a long... Um, uh, flashing blade from from his, from underneath his coat while another one is hefting a massive hammer um, and a couple more wielding various daggers or, or ritualistically um, uh, marked weapons. So um, I am I am making no move to enjoin into the fight. The gun is out for my own in case one of them rush me. I am very specifically watching as much and every bit of this fight as I can for detail to pick out abilities. Uh, I'm doing research. Mm -hmm. uh, go the ahead. Entirety of the reason I'm I'm I rushed ahead. Everyone, everyone who wants to stay out of this fight but be within an observable range, go ahead and give me dexterity and stealth. Um, do I need to? If I'm no, you're you're staying back and using the king. All right. But yeah, I think Paul will out loud while he's watching. He still has his eyes closed, but Paul will out loud say, it's not exactly a Tarzan Vickers up there. Everybody be careful. I am spending a willpower point. Because um, I like being alive. What? Do you need to go on again? Three successes. Be right back. Go ahead. Uh, Eamon, if he notices everybody else trying to hold around the edge and and keep out of it, is going to very much not 
Um, he's not going to engage, but he's just going to stand there um, with his with his bare blade in front of him, sort of as the as the the target of attraction to hopefully any 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 enemy who looks this way will hopefully focus on him first, and he's just prepared to shank something in the guts or in the neck. <laughs> And as you as you stand in the entry in the entryway to this battlefield, you begin to realize that you're standing in as you look around one of the only exits. Um, and as you realize this, you realize that Astrid is standing next to you as well. Uh, as Astrid kind of was intending to sneak up, but just kind of got caught in the moment as she observed everything going on, watching her brother in a, in a fight for his life. Um, and watching the vampires and werewolves fighting what seemed to be massive, deformed werewolves partially made of darkness um, that seemed to be striking from all angles. As far as unique traits, um, you see that um, as the battle is raging on, uh, Nina, as you're keeping an eye on individuals, you do notice from Jack Cross um, as he wheels this, this blade off to his side, he is yelling or maybe chanting in a tongue that you don't recognize, and his words seem to be having an effect on the battlefield as one of these black shadow creatures rushes toward him and he turns his gaze on them and continues this chant, and it seems to stagger back almost from the force of his words, which then gives him the opening to drive his blade into its chest and force it to the ground. Uh, it's what still language is he chanting in? You don't recognize it? Does it sound like a human language? It... Vaguely. It sounds... What I can to pick out as much phonetic words and phrases as... Like, she has gone full study, like, like, Super uh, study mode. Roll me intelligence and academics. Okay. Academics. I mean, there's two. Okay. Uh, some of what he's saying reminds you of various Native American dialects. Okay. But yeah, it's I'm gonna not. I'm going to to get general sound combination things that i can later try to research yeah is what i'm looking for yeah it, it definitely you're pretty certain it's not just a native american language but it definitely has linguistic similarities to some native american languages somebody is looking to up their lore scores you know <laughs> learn more about monsters yep yeah i candidly i think paul's probably doing the same thing Tactical, yeah, just anything. You weren't sworn your loyalty to Satan. We could be library buddies. <laughs> oh, We've already had that conversation. And William, uh, Eamon's sword is literally glowing white hot with the light from heaven. Oh, we'll, like, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get okay. to that in a second. All right, <laughs> I'm I'm just covering what people are seeing as they're observing before you get rushed. Sounds good. Can I stop Colleen from going forward? What what I'd like to do is where Paul is stopping, he'll hold a hand out to her, not like stop, but sort of like 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 an open hand palm up reached out while he's watching on the um 
um, while he's watching on the coin and say, um, after he said the thing about the tarts and vickers, he says, um, why don't you stay, stand back here with me? Uh, she'll just kind of look at you for a second, kind of nod and just take your hand. Okay. I just want to make sure she wasn't in the group getting rushed. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, aside, aside from Jack, who you notice has this sort of seeming, um, he would almost compare what he's doing to old mythological tales of a Templar, like someone spouting words of words of import that seem to have some sort of mystic effect while simultaneously wielding the power of the blade. Um, yeah, it seems similar, doesn't it? Um, and uh, then Rufus, the the um, oh, sorry, Reno, sorry, was the was the bald one. Uh, the 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 formerly bald one now giant werewolf wielding this massive sledgehammer um issues this wall shaking roar that seems to even put these shadow beasts off on the back foot and seems to make them slow down for a second as he brings this giant hammer up and slams it down into the skull of one of these shadow beasts and crushes it down to the ground and brings it back up and shoves into the next one uh, meanwhile, the, the vampire, seemingly not wanting to get into up-close physical confrontation, are mostly relying on speed and skill, as most of them have drawn guns and are just tracing targets, a number of them moving faster than should be humanly possible, none more so than Alexander, who is just a blur of motion on the battlefield. It's hard to keep track of him. Like, if you've seen the animation for Reaper's Death Blossom, it's sort of like that happening right now, as he's just in all directions guns firing. Um, and it's at this point that one of the shadow beasts sort of breaks away from the conflict, heavily injured and wounded from a variety of gunshots and lacerations, and turns and bolts towards the exit that you are standing in. Well, fuck. <clears throat> we're dropping the blade on the forearm and we're just braced to meet the charge. <clears throat> uh, go ahead and make me an attack. Uh, does he have any defense currently? Yes, it's three. All right. I'm going to spend a willpower to negate that. Okay. There's all four of it. Four aggravated damage. Yep, four aggravated damage it is. Which means his natural toughness doesn't stop any of it. <laughs> and the blade just snaps off in the wound and the Which, light vanishes. As, as he's rushing forward, you see this combination of rage and terror in his eyes as he seemingly like on all fours just rushes forward, claws digging dirt up underneath as he seems to rampage towards where your door is at. And you just bring the blade up and thrust forward with your hand and the divine light almost seems to battle the shadow as it sinks into the beast's throat. And as you drive it in, the hilt snaps, and the blade itself is left in the werewolf's throat as it stumbles past you and collapses onto the ground. Um, 
There's a second one coming. Check and make sure he's dead. And the kukri's out. Because <laughs> that's all he's got left here. <laughs> Astrid, what are you doing? Um, she's going to use uh, the Lord Provides. Yep. And just open fire. And yeah, open fire on this thing. <laughs> uh, roll me an attack with your gun. Uh, as Astrid pulls this revolver off of her waist that you've never actually seen her reload ever and just bam 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 just unloads unloads this never-ending supply of ammunition is just a barrage of bullets flies down range at the next oncoming werewolf for six points of damage damn nice um as it stumbles underneath this oncoming assault this one also injured not quite dead um as the damage was an aggravated damage and it can absorb some of it um, as it blunders through and tears through this barrage of bullets, you can see it's basically just crawling at this point, trying to get away from this from this firefight. Um, as it reaches uh, where you guys are at, um, Nina, are you doing anything? All right, as I catch you with food in your mouth, I apologize. <laughs> No, you're fine. I just wanted to. I I didn't have any anymore. I just want to make sure I was I was unmuted because I had muted myself. Um, at the moment, uh, you know what? Not at the moment. She is just continuing to observe and let until there's like super serious risk to 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 any of the living non furry folk. Mm -hmm. uh, she is continuing to pick up information that she'll probably use to kill one of these kinds of things in the future um, or impress people at parties one of the two um, and it's it, it's roughly at that point with this one crawling towards you that you hear Jack Cross howl in frustration and pain as another one of them decks into him from behind their claws sort of raking across his back and sending him sprawling across the ground this large somewhat less injured one then immediately barreling towards where you guys are at the are in the doorway and it's going to rush forward and brings his claw around scraping across the stone of the wall digging furrows out of it as it traces along towards where you are standing uh Eamon uh-huh What's your defense? Uh, defense is two. If it's not aggravated, damn, is it a, a brawl or a firearms attack? It's a it's a technically a brawl attack. Okay, so he'll be at a minus four because of my armor. Okay. You take three points of lethal damage as his claw rips through the stone wall and digs into your side and cuts a deep furrow across your torso, cutting through yeah. some of the, the the armor as it breaks through. And then he brings his other claw around for a second attack. And now your defense is minus three. And then it'd be at minus three for the second one, yep. Yeah. 
only one more point of lethal damage. Okay. As the second clock swipes across you and he immediately barrels past you, uh, heading out of the out of the tunnel, heading towards the entrance to the sewers. Which means that would that uh, count as a one of the one of the 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 living non yes that would indeed what would you I like do something what, would, what would you like to do I'm gonna put a bullet in I'm gonna put a bullet in in OBG and you have silver bullets <laughs> yes I do so go ahead and roll me an attack roll plus two plus two okay and defense is uh nothing at the moment because you're shooting a gun at him okay. Well, there's five silver damage. Five aggravated Damn. bullet damage. Unsoakable. Yep. Um, well, oh, there's, there's, no, there's no soaking there's in no the soak world because anyway. we're in this weird mix of the two. <laughs> Fair enough. So you you uh, you fire the gun at his head, and this silver bullet just crashes across his jaw, and he stumbles heavily to the ground as he. Uh, nearly topples over and the bullet kind of carves this deep score across his jaw and you see the shadows around his face kind of swim away for a minute and you just see this deformed strange mangled looking skull underneath almost like almost squished like it would be a canine face but it's like it's been compressed in a couple of different dimensions and so it looks too short and too narrow Almost what up, Fido? As it as it looks at you with this combination of rage and fear. Gun in one hand, middle finger up with the other. Which brings us back around. Um uh Eamon, what are you doing? You have an injured one on the floor in front of you and an also now suddenly injured one behind you trying to escape. Uh Injured one on the floor in front of me is taking it first. Um, is there an exposed limb of any sort? Uh, it's on its back or it's on its chest. So you've got kind of like open access to its arms and, and back shoulders. All right. We're, we're taking a, we're going to try and take a shoulder off with the Kukri. All right. And uh, with it on the floor, is it getting any of its defense? Uh, no, it's gone. Okay. Three lethal. Hmm. And that's enough to finish it off as you drive the kukri in between its shoulder blades and just curve up into its spine with the twist of the blade. It stops moving on the ground. And as you pull the blade out, the blood that comes off with the kukri is almost smoky as it seems to be black and just kind of seems to aerosolize as soon as it pulls out of the body on the blade. Hell, it's not even going to have to clean this one. <laughs> and yeah, he's just going to stand there and try and hold his guts in. <laughs> that hurt, did it? He's he's on the cusp of pet wound penalties. So at that point, um, Astrid, what are you up to? Um, she's going to unload on this one trying to escape. 
All right, go ahead and fire again. Two damage. Just bam, bam over your shoulder as it tries to as it tries to retreat. You catch it in the leg, but it continues to stumble forward. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as it as it continues to move down the hall, uh, Drew, uh, Drew um, uh, Paul. You and Colleen begin to hear the sound of massive claws scraping across stone as this thing continues to barrel its way down the hallway towards you. You're muted, Craig. Sorry. How much of that could I see? Uh, of its attempt to escape from the from the one-eyed king, you could sort of see it in your peripheral because the, the your perspective is sort of focused on everything else that's going on right now. Right. Um, I think, I think it, it certainly, as soon as he hears it, um, if, 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 if he didn't see it push through the line of everybody blocking the exit, then certainly as soon as he hears it getting closer, um, he will pull the, um, the king off of his eye, took it back into a pocket, turn it and, um, is, uh, um, Colleen still holding his hand? Uh, no, she's kind of pulled, uh, her hand back and is kind of, um, trying to focus on something as she's kind of muttering under her breath. Okay. Um, focus on the, the tingling feeling at the back of your neck. Pull that down to your hands. And she begins to like press her hands together as she tries to focus on something. Paul, Paul says, Colleen, um, I, I think focus more on the tingling feeling in the back of your ears. We got to go. Um, discretion, part of valor, all that sort of thing. Come on. Um, does she respond at all? Uh, no, she's focusing on whatever she's doing right now. Um, all right, and then he'll um, gently put a put a hand out to uh, I guess sort of the upper part of her arm, um, and uh, and 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 not shake, but sort of tap her to try. Uh, and it, it's at that it's at that point that you see this beast kind of rushing down the hall at you, and her eyes look up at it, and you see this faint flash of white for a second as she kind of just. Go! And she kind of thrusts her hands out and this ball of white energy, very faint, just kind of surges out of her hands towards the uh, towards the werewolf. Damn, that wasn't a big dice pool, but she got four successes. Nice. Um, that's a lot of tens. As this ball of energy lashes into the werewolf's chest, as injured as it already is from that silver bullet and the, and the follow-up fire, this ball of energy lashes into its chest and it just seems to catch fire and collapse onto the ground as she kind of looks at her hands. <sighs> That's the first time I've managed to do that. <sighs> um, and uh, Paul looks from her back to the, uh, the werewolf, back to her and says, well, consider me grateful. Um, you think you could do it again? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, if you're not 100% sure... We better go. Probably a good idea. Um, just can I try to identify what she just did? Uh, you can only intelligence in a cult. Okay. Four successes. I mean, it looked like she just fired a ball of pure heat at that thing. 
Well, okay. Yeah. But, but I mean, is that something that I've heard of before? Or is that a, a technique or a discipline that I'm familiar with? I mean, mages can do all kinds of weird reality bending shit. They don't really, a lot of mages do do their own brand of magic, but that definitely seems to be within the field of magic. Okay. Has Paul heard of Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he has encountered a dragon, but his whole order is all about labyrinths and dungeons. So right. we're halfway there. Um, she ba- she maybe, basically just threw a fifth edition firebolt at the yeah, thing. Fair, fair. I, I, I mean, my main thing was: is that a mage thing, or is that a unknown arcane artifact thing? that she you know is that something she learned or is that something she is maybe a little of both based on what information you have okay record they're more of a fan of maces and minotaurs <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um probably for like for the briefest moment you see pound signs appear in paul's eyes um and then he blinks them away and 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 is hurrying her back towards the exit Mm-hmm. And she she will follow you towards the way out. Okay. Run away, most darling jailbait. <laughs> <laughs> and and to be fair, he is not doing the Hollywood hold my hand while we run thing. He's doing the I'm an old man running underground thing. <laughs> <laughs> so while this while this is happening. Um, Drew and um, Sean um, while you're watching what's going on uh, you begin to see as as um, Shakes has begun to sort of gather out the last of her people uh, Romeo Whitson composure visual this would be visual yeah on success still one success um so sean you have your true side on yes um and You've been able to see these changelings sort of for what they are. The true side is sort of hazy when it comes to changelings because both their human form and their true form are both what they are. So it's sort of like overlaid and interweaving between the two. Um, uh, but for instance, you you are able to see between between flashes, you can see Shakes as she normally appears and then you can see her as this sort of blue-skinned ice queen with long, flowing white hair and these painted blue lips and the sort of aura of frost that just kind of trailing literal, off of her. That is to say, literal queen of ice and not derogatory term for person. No, like literal queen of ice. <laughs> um, and a number of other individuals who have sort of various different shapes and forms underneath their their seeming human human guises. And as you're looking around, you see three more of these that are not grouping up with Shakes, but are rather seeming to be spying on Shakes and her group of individuals. 
What do they look like? With my foresight. Um, the three of them, um, as a group, almost seem to be pale and elongated. Like they, they, they almost seem to be. One of them looks sort of their human form. You can see is just sort of a tall, unremarkable figure. But their their changeling form underneath is sort of this incredibly long and lanky looking, almost Slenderman style of like incredibly long, lanky individual uh, with sort of very generic features that don't seem all that distinct um, and long, spindly, almost talon-like hands that seem to be, have a few too many joints in the knuckles. So changelings, it's a group of changelings. That yeah, it's, are it's a group of other. changelings are watching them. Okay. I continue to keep an eye on them. And uh, as you as you watch, um, there's there's a a moment where uh, the three of them are sort of watching and sort of ensuring that the that shake sort of has everyone gathered up uh and then the three of them all pull um a variety of guns one the the largest of the three pulls a shotgun while the long spindly one pulls uh a pair of pistols and the third one pulls um a long wicked looking knife so um into the walkie-talkie which i know this is such a great time on the other end but i don't i don't know that yet <clears throat> So it looks like Shakes has a few friends out here that are possibly wanting to give her a bad time. Should I just let that play out, or should I assist? As you guys are being barreled down at by Shadow. <laughs> that was into the walkie-talkie? Yeah, that was into the yeah. walkie-talkie. Okay. So Eamon is the one who hears that. You're muted, Jack. Eamon's just... Get fucking let him fight it out. Quick. All right, I'll just keep watching. And as you're as you're as you're watching, um you see the three of them sort of round the corner and uh level weapons at uh Shakes and her crew. Uh Shakes kind of stops and looks over at them and they they begin to have this conversation that is a little bit too low for you to hear from your high vantage point. Um, but it, it definitely seems to be very tense. Um, and after a few moments, one of them, uh, begins to walk a little bit closer. The one with the shotgun, um, begins to walk a little bit closer towards shakes, almost like as if to apprehend her. And as soon as he gets up to her, um, shakes kind of, lunges out with a hand and grabs him by the forearm and you see this creeping ice begin to spread out from her hand up his arm as he as he seems to scream in pain as the ice spreads across and she grabs the shotgun out of his hand and immediately rips around and pulls him into sort of a human shield and levels the shotgun at the one with the other gun and fires it sort of bracing it against the other guy so that, she, so that she's not taking the full recoil 
and immediately all hell breaks loose on the upper levels as the other changelings pull out what weapons they have and begin to open fire on these three. I, uh... I... Back into the walkie-talkie. <clears throat> I know you're right. It seems like they've got it under control. <laughs> <laughs> as you wa as you watch a firefight play out while these guys are in the middle of a brawl and a horrible massacre playing out we'll get we'll get back to how that resolves in just a minute because um Eamon, the the one that just nearly clawed your guts out was big so this the next one, one, I'm sure, is smaller. The, the one that's coming at you now oh, no. looks kind of like a truck. <laughs> As this slab of meat, roughly the width of the tunnel he's trying to rush towards through you, um, is pelting towards you on all fours. His musculature is almost ridiculously oversized like it looks like it actually restricts his range of movement it's become so unwieldily huge uh-huh 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 as he begins to rush towards you run is there i'm gonna try and get out of his way <laughs> like because i'm kind of in the mouth of the tunnel right yeah can i like cheat out of it slightly and off to the side and just let him sail on past? <laughs> um, roll me dexterity and athletics. Okay. And as I'm doing this, I want to go for his Achilles as he goes by with the Kukri. Sure. But I want him to at least get past me before I make a swipe at him. Based on how well you roll, we'll see if you get that chance. Oh, whoops. I shouldn't have been on nine again. No, go ahead and roll it again. You want to spend the willpower on that? Uh, nah. <laughs> Two successes. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so you, you, you managed to, like... Toro, like just kind of as he's running by, he's kind of like slide to the side and bring the kukri around and yeah, go ahead and make an attack roll. This one I want to spend a willpower on if that's okay. Sure. Wow. <laughs> I nicked him. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you slice across the back of his cap and it just seems to like barely trace a line. You see just the faintest trickle of his sort of blackish smoky blood as he just barrels past incoming. the train. What are the rest of you doing as you see this massive wall of meat incoming? I'm putting as many bullets in its head as I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Astrid will just unload on this thing. Both of you can make me attack rolls. Willpower. Sure. So it's plus two because it's so, so plus. Yeah, plus two for silver. So plus five. Excellent. Can I spend a willpower on this as well? Yep. Can you do like a three round burst or anything? <laughs> ah, two damage. Man, that should have been more. So two lethal and five aggravated damage. There really should have been more. Oh. Mm -hmm. 
as the as both of you just fire into this um into this massive slab of meat the silver bullet crashes across its shoulder and seems to throw its its left arm out of out of out of motion for a second which is part of why it doesn't crash through you as as it's running by the 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 44 magnum shot barely even seems to impact on it as it just continues to barrel down the hall as uh as um Paul, you and Colleen are moving out and have just barely managed to hit the sewer system when you hear what sounds like an earthquake on four legs rushing towards your section of tunnel. You're muted. The section of tunnel where we are now, um, we're coming in, is it a, a, a T intersection? It's a T, it's a T intersection, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Um, Colleen is in front of or behind Paul? In front of you. Okay. Um, Paul just goes, left, left. Are you trying to lead her deeper into the tunnels or towards the exit? I guess towards the exit. Is that a right? That would be a left. Yeah, it okay. would be a left to get to the exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely heading for the exit. Um, <clears throat> I would like you to roll me a wits and serve. Mm, let me see. Uh, wits and... Streetwise, we'll say. Okay. <coughs> Three success. It immediately strikes you that these last few things have been running from the fight. And the way that you know is the exit is likely where this thing is going to be going. How, how far away from it are we? I guess it, that's my main question. It is closing on you rapidly. Uh, it will get to us before we get to the exit, correct? By a, by a long shot. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and assuming she goes right, as soon as I am out and can look around, I'm going to look for anywhere that is not immediately... Ah, uh, literal shit. Is there anything other than the actual sewage that could hide us from view? Uh, no, it's literally just the sewage. You All are right. in a maintenance shaft of a sewer. Okay. Um, yep. And then, then, um, Paul will, as soon as they're over to the right, um, uh, Paul will say, uh, um, and she's wearing, she, she's wearing Drew's clothes or Nina's clothes at this point. I think it's some stuff from Nina's. Yep. Yeah, we, we grabbed clothes at Nina's place. Okay. Oh, Drew is also wearing Nina's clothes, right? Or something. Everybody has my wardrobe. <laughs> I, I actually probably am wearing my own clothes at this point. Okay. All right. Um, uh, and then, then uh, Paul goes, Ugh, Nina's going to kill me. Um, and then Lynn goes, get, get down underwater. <laughs> Um, there's, there's a moment of hesitation as she just kind of processes what you just told her. And then in that moment of hesitation, this massive freight train of meat just made of black fur and shadows and mass slams into the back wall of the tunnel 
and you feel bricks beginning to fall off of the ceiling as it shakes some of them loose and then immediately rips through the tunnel heading away from you towards the exit. Um, you are probably thrown into the sewer water just by the force of its impact against the walls. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> as as Colleen very desperately tries to stop herself but can't completely prevent herself from getting thrown into the sewer water as well. So she's uh, probably fine because she's expressed that she's never gotten sick. So she's probably got disease immunity. Paul's doomed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul, you've just contracted Giardia. Yeah. Um, so right. well, many things. Paul, have you ever Paul wanted to know so what it was dead. like to have all the diseases? Paul, Paul, I'm picturing that thing from The Simpsons. Yes, yes. Um. Um, so uh, Paul will pop back up um, and um, wipe uh, wipe his hands on the walls as best he can, and then reach inside the jumpsuit uh, to see if his phone is still is still workable. I mean, I assume he has a waterproof case because one, he's an international you're, thief. And I say, as a thief, you've probably had to do a couple of sewer entrances. I'm sure your well, phone is fine. Well, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, that possibly, but two. He got kids, so it definitely <laughs> ended up in the toilet or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, he will pull it out and call, um, uh, li- like literally whoever's. If he can get Drew's number first, great. Um, if he can get Sean's number first, great. Whoever shows up first. Do you have uh, Drew? Phone? Probably. Do you have your phone sorted by first or last name? I mean, I think the bigger question... There's no last name on Drew, so I think it's Drew either way. Yeah. I think the bigger question is, how's the cell phone coverage in the sewers? Shitty. That's also fair. Shitty, but there's just enough signal to send a call out. Okay. (laughs) convenience, I pick up the phone. (laughs) Drew, you've got incoming. Some big hairy werewolf thing um, coming up through the exit when we came out. You hear gunshots in the background. You've got incoming. The phone is against Sean's ear instead. So probably then at that point the train. So you could... probably hear the big hairy werewolf. Big coming. hairy werewolf. Um, <laughs> whack coming up. I like the, the idea that it's re werewolf. <laughs> coming up, coming up through the exit. You're coming your way fast. All right then. <laughs> Says the voice that is not Drew. <laughs> um, how how does the firefight on our end seem to be going? Has it wrapped up? Or um, it seems to be painful. Um, it definitely seems like because of the sheer numbers, um, Shakes and her crew have the upper hand. But aside from the shotgun that Shakes took from one of them, the other guys have better guns. Mm-hmm. Um, so a number of Shakes's crew are down with injuries. Um, there's a num- there's a number of bullet wounds. Um, Shake seems mostly uninjured just by virtue of using one of the other people as a human shield um, and stealing their shotgun. Was it the spindly guy? Because he didn't sound like he would cover. No, it was the, it was cover. it was the big it was the big broad dude who had the shotgun. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, but it, it looks like it will probably be over soon one way or another. It looks like Shakes will come out on top, but not without some casualties. 
I am just you get to the tunnel. I can watch your back on the. I I yeah I I angle my sniper rifle towards the tunnel, and I hold up the detonator. Because I've got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. Do I have any reason to think that there might be another exit down the other way? Uh, down the other way of the tunnel? Yeah. Um, theoretically, you would think that with the sewage maintenance system like this, there should be an exit every, like, set distance or so. Okay. Um, so if, go ahead. Sorry. If I could, having heard this, head to the part if it's possible to be on a part of the roof where I'm right next to the ladder, but can keep an eye on the changeling horde. Sure. Cool. So you're ready to slide down in a moment's notice, but keeping an eye on the firefight happening on the, on the ground level. Guess who doesn't use guns because it would be a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening to uh, the rest of the furball in the wake of the meat train? So, as this sort of colossus of a werewolf bashes through uh, the group of you on its way out, um, behind it, you see um, Jack Cross kind of continuing to mutter hit this litany um, behind its back and kind of focusing on that meat train, seemingly trying to keep his focus on it. And as it leaves his sight, he puts his hand down and brings his sword back around and drives it into a werewolf that was coming up behind him. You can see that all of the werewolves and vampires look injured with the exception of Alexander and Archer, who seem to have been able to avoid most of the fight. Except right now, um, one of these shadow wolves immediately comes up behind Archer and drives a claw right across his back, which sends him sprawling to the ground as Archer collapses face first onto the ground. His gun kind of slides several feet away from him um, as uh, <laughs> Nina, you're opening fire. Fuck yeah. Go ahead. Does Astrid see this? Yes. All right. She will also open fire and she's going to run towards the thing. Okay. Why not? Who needs willpower? Eamon's going to do the same. Vampires and werewolves. I'll spend Eamon's my going last to open month. fire with his kukri and run towards the werewolf. No, he's got a Winchester. <laughs> so plus two, plus three. Oh, you're still holding on to my Winchester. Are you? F- yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Still aggravated damage. Yeah. Which means his supernatural toughness does nothing to it. (sighs) Fucking two damage with goddamn three lethal from Eamon. Twelve dice. Two damage. Uh, As it slices down uh, across Archer's back and sends him sprawling the three of you just unleash this barrage of bullets that sort of peppers it in the chest. The silver bullet that hits it across the shoulder kind of sends its arm back as it reels for a second. And then in a flash of motion, Alexander is over top of Archer with both of his handguns sort of pressed underneath the werewolf's jaws and fires both as these silver bullets crisscross across his throat. 
as he needs to make his two attacks. I like the idea that it was true went down all three hunters just sort of looked at each other like pulp fiction style <laughs> and was like boo 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 yeah. we're all just standing side edge yep <laughs> uh, as as Alexander's silver bullets also cross across uh into into his jaws under the combined barrage of bullets that all of you put into this werewolf it collapses Um, and, and Sean not knowing, or uh, Eamon not knowing that uh, Paul has made the call, pulls out his walkie. Uh, brother, we've got a meat train headed your direction, so if you want to post up on the exit, you'll be getting a bit of the party coming to you. Ina's running down the hallway, running after that thing, because it's about to go above ground as far as she can tell. Yeah. Uh, that, puts, that puts people in danger, and that's bad. Eamon's following as quickly as he can. Being very injured. Being pretty dad badly injured. I like Astrid. that I like that Jack has taken over my role in the world dark my role in the world of darkness games of being the one who gets hurt. Yep. <laughs> I haven't I haven't played a, a bullet magnet character in a very long time. It's fun. Um, Astrid is staying with Archer. And she's gonna like check on him and see how he's doing. Uh, I mean, he's not breathing, but he's a vampire, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, perfect. Oh, fuck, he's not breathing. Oh, wait. <laughs> I feel like she has that moment. <laughs> There's no pulse. I can't find a pulse. <laughs> Why are you doing CPR to me? This, is, this doesn't. What? <laughs> Um, but as you as you place a hand onto his back where the claw mark is, he kind of like flinches and writhes for a second as the the pain kind of courses through him. Ah! Ah! Hi, Ash. Oh! Sorry. Sorry. It's all right. Are you okay? Get me my gun, please. <laughs> She'll grab his gun. <laughs> Uh, you, you hand it to him, and he immediately snatches it from you and spins and rolls onto his back and starts firing at the werewolves again. <laughs> he, he empties the magazine, drops it, slams another one in, and continues firing. And she she will assist him firing at the werewolves, and she's going to stay close to him. Mm -hmm. He's sort of like prone on the ground, like on his back, just like laying into them while you're just sort of kneeled over him in a similar fashion, just unloading, not having to reload, unlike him. Um, and uh, the the tumult, the the tumult kind of slowly begins to die down, as you can see bodies beginning to pile up of the dozen vampires about six of them so half of the vampires have been completely laid out across the ground in various states of dismemberment um of the six werewolves four of them are still standing but two of them have been completely torn apart and of the six shadow wolves there were there were actually eight that you saw counting the two that 
uh, were shot and the one that tried to run away. So there are about five more bodies laid out here in this room. Um, and as things begin to die down, uh, Sean, you see a massive pair of clawed hands grab the edge of the sewer lid and begin to haul this massive titan of a werewolf. Like, we're looking like, if the Left for Dead tank was a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like that. I'm holding fire. <laughs> I'm going to wait until I see what direction it looks like he's about to start. Does, can I tell what direction he seems to be pulling himself towards as he's coming out? Does it look like he's going to be heading towards the truck, or does it look like he's going to be heading somewhere else? I mean... Just kind of like immediately, he's facing the truck as he pulls himself out. Okay, I'm just gonna wait then. As he begins to detonator in hand, just sort of rushing forward in his sort of blind uh, need to get away, he sort of runs immediately towards where the truck is positioned. As he gets to where his fuzzy little snout is gonna be right next to the truck, before he has a chance to jump over it or whatever he intends to do, click. <laughs> All right, I need to roll an explosion. <laughs> Let me pull up the armory again as I try and find... We weren't going to have the barrels in the truck when we did this. <laughs> yeah, now I have to consider the truck exploding, too. This is the truck I bought. This is the truck I rented. I mean, no, you, this is the shitty-ass truck that you guys bought. Purchase. Yeah, you bought okay, this truck. You did purchase it. Right, yeah. This is <laughs> you bought it with cash. I don't think you have insurance on this thing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> At the very least not explosion insurance. <laughs> um point of order. Has Paul put out a quick insurance policy on the truck? <laughs> did you? That's a question. I don't know. <laughs> well, there no, when I bought it because I don't think you would have had time. I'm not no, I mean, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just joking because we we bought it to for illegal activities and use in a bombing. Paul is greedy, but he's not dumb. <laughs> what is the purpose of this truck? Uh, arson? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I need to try and figure out what kind of explosive the car itself will qualify because I know what the what the tanks qualify as. Uh, you know, we'll call it a heavy frag. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it is getting heavily fragmented. <laughs> so that's going to be... Lots of shrapnel. With all of the, with all of the tanks and the car blowing up, <laughs> That's going to be 12 dice of damage with nine agains. <laughs> yes. Does his defense apply? Not to an explosion he wasn't expecting, <laughs> no. Um, and that's a lot of nines. Yeah, that's... Jesus, I only rolled 12 dice, but somehow I came out with 15 dice um, and 10 successes. Yes! Now, he does get to try to soak some of them. <laughs> no, he doesn't. That's not how, that's not how New World works. Oh, that's right. That's New right. World, you don't get soak, man. 
Uh, also, he's on fire. Yep. Um, as he's already taken silver bullet damage that he hasn't been able to regenerate because it's aggravated damage. Um, he's regenerated some of the regular bullets, but this explosion. So there's a fireball, just like like you click the, the detonator and there's just this and then a as the truck goes up in a brilliant detonation that stops the firefight for a second. Yeah, I was gonna say, I imagine <laughs> all the changelings go, okay. Well, somebody escalated. Like the, oh. the, 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 changeling, the changeling firefight stops for a half second and then um, shakes like with like the hair trigger reflexes, takes advantage of the situation, per- turns the shotgun on the guy that she's holding, finishes him off, and then immediately finishes off the two other guys that were still injured. Does it look uh, like well, the not werewolf reacting. is dead? The werewolf looks like it's in pieces. Over the, uh, I, I, I just sort of very calmly put down the detonator, reach up, uh, grab the walkie-talkie. Uh, I will execute great vengeance on them with wrathful rebukes. Um, I think if if, if if we can flash back like five seconds <laughs> underground, I think Paul and Colleen are headed down the other tunnel if Colleen would have agreed to go with Paul. Mm-hmm. And then you just hear this sort of earth shaking. So I, think, I think he's right in the middle of going, no, 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 see, it's strategic because we're looking for another exit. So that's why, and then, then the explosion goes off. Shakes the entire sewer system. Oh. I think that was one of mine. Um, <laughs> and then and then after that comes over the... You did that through the walkie-talkie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Uh, Colleen kind of hears that. Uh, it might be clear to go back to our exit now. If there still is one. But yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, and... Um, I feel like we're going to need to be getting that van ready, if you don't mind, as I pack up my sniper rifle. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, this is why I parked it a bit further away. No. Uh, I am going to try and sneak so none of the people who just saw a fireball who are fighting and stuff decide I'm their next target. Roll dexterity and stealth plus three for massive distraction. <laughs> I, I, I put on my broad-brimmed preacher's hat, dust off my coat, get up, start uh, start packing down my sniper rifle in plain view. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Two successes. Let me see if anyone sees you. These changelings were about to learn that werewolves were real. Now they just know that explosions are spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> and that some Wild West Grim Reaper looking motherfuckers on a rooftop. <laughs> yeah, but that's not that weird for changelings, I feel no, like. no, it's not. Really that's not. That's Tuesday. <laughs> so, yeah, none of, them, none of the changelings spot you as you move to go and get to the van. As they're too busy cleaning up from a firefight, you see Shakes is busy gathering up her wounded and sort of helping them. Those who aren't dead, she's helping to their feet, and those who are dead, she's just trying to figure out how to how to deal with. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean's phone rings again. 
It's it's Paul. Hello. <laughs> um, I, I I take it from that that our route back up is clear. I mean, for various meaning, for various definitions of the word clear, certainly. How did detonator work? Smooth action. Brilliant. Much of a delay. Brilliantly. Great. Glad to hear it. All right. Um, and then um, I think he will call um, probably Nina out of the other group. Okay. Things are starting to slow down. I mean, like, I, as, if you will recall, I ran yeah. full speed down yeah. that hallway. So you call and you hear the phone because I just turned around the corner. <laughs> oh, okay. Ring, ring, ring. I mean, I know, again, out of character, I know what was happening, but in character, he yeah. doesn't, but I love yeah. that visual. So Paul, like, <laughs> ring, ring. We get reception down here. <laughs> <laughs> It, the phone the phone cuts off what is what is nina's ringtone um that's a really good fucking <laughs> it, it, it is it, it I this is important because, too yeah i um, asked because i really want to know <laughs> um oh yeah my my ringtone by the way was x gonna give it to you uh at the point when, when paul called sean's phone <laughs> you know what her ringtone is her ringtone is uh, a Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. You can't hear Drew's ringtone because Drew has Bluetooth. Fair enough. All right. Well, as 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 the haunting tones of Vanessa Carlton echo through the sewers, um, Paul just looks at the looks at the phone, looks up at the sound, puts it away, looks over at Colleen, and says, "Well, all right. I guess we're headed back the way we came." Which means that. After the in the quiet after the explosion, as I was packing up the sniper rifle, just out of nowhere you hear knock knock open up the door. It's real. Not on the rooftop anymore because I was trying to <laughs> Just to clarify, so in, in case I got turned around in the hallway that has no exits, um did did a giant shadowy rage monster come through here? <clears throat> um, are, are, are we close enough that we can just talk now? Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, uh, like I like I'm full face to face. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, who is just head to toe shit right now, is like, <laughs> yeah, I think we saw something like that. That way. Yeah. Um. Uh, they uh, took care of it upstairs for yeah, us. Yeah, I heard that. I just wanted to. Are we sure that they took care of it? Have yeah, we I got, heard got, from them since? Yes, I got confirmation. Because there is the not zero percent chance that they blew it up and then it turned around, sneezed, and murdered them. <laughs> so, because I, I actually have worked with Sean enough at this point to probably have an accurate sense of what he will or won't convey. Um, your phone is probably ringing, Paul. Okay. Uh, Paul Paul opens his mouth to respond to it. Oh, hold on. Hello? Just for the record, there's a collection of changelings who are having a civil war up top, so be aware of that. Oh, good. Um... Everything okay? Um, well, apparently the vampires named the Colonel are not the only ones who've given up on the concept of civil war down here. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of changelings having a bit of a scrap. 
Um, but good news, no more giant rage monster. Okay. Bad news. People are in a mess, apparently enacting, reenacting large scale conflicts on the streets of my fucking city. Excuse me. Damon kind of limps his way out of the tunnel. I think she's referencing the Siege of Atlanta. <clears throat> and uh, we should probably get our arses that direction. Um, everything squared up back down there. As you, yeah, as you, as you, as you look at, it. as you look at Eamon, he's just kind of holding his side as there's a massive bloody rip in his torso from a series of werewolf claws ripping through his chest. Oh, good lord, Eamon, are you all right? Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, look, I'm not going to touch you because I feel like I'll probably just make everything septic. But uh, let's let's get you somewhere where we can get you patched up. Ah, you're a right one with the jokes. <clears throat> I t- <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm covered in sewage, but we need to get you somewhere safe. Can you climb a ladder? The day I can't climb a ladder after having gotten me guts ripped out by some sort of paranormal beastie is the day they put me in the fucking ground. Yeah, right. That's exactly what I'm worried about. <laughs> right. Can you climb a ladder? <laughs> well, we'll see if that's today or not. Come on. Get your, get your ass in gear. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say, and is today that day? Colleen, yes. I... I I do apologize. Uh, it seems we've taken you on yet another unpleasant adventure, and uh, eventually, one of these days, you'll 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 hopefully get the experience of a, a, a legitimate childhood raisin. But uh, until that comes can around, we, uh, like, can you just uh, yeah walk walk this way? Can we like I don't know get ice cream one day instead of going fight werewolves? That's a brilliant idea. Pulses, look. Down the hallway, because I imagine I haven't gotten that far. Oh, Who well, the don't worry, fuck's we're... idea was it to bring her along into the sewers anyways? We're, 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 we're doing the Sorkin walk and talk. It's just, I mean, it was either sewer. maybe down here in the sewers or maybe up there where people are apparently shooting each other. Well, yeah, in retrospect, that wouldn't have been much better. But at the time, what I'm saying is the reasoning of our... At the the time, it was either me go down here where there are vampires that I know don't work for the colonel, or stay up where there might be vampires who do work for the colonel. (laughs) This conversation is just Dopplering more and more quiet as they get farther apart. Meanwhile, we've gone down, got the van... Pulled it over, got it running. <laughs> Without a single argument. Yeah, no, we're fine. It's like, like I might have told you, oh, I let them know that the changelings are out here. All right, but, good, 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 yeah. good, 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 also, Paul, you owe me new fishnets. Was <laughs> Paul wearing the fishnets? <laughs> no, but Colleen was with no, Paul when she got thrown into the sewer. <laughs> one of those two is the adult. This is, one of those two is responsible. Paul, Paul winces and looks over at Colleen and says, See, I told you she was going to kill me. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Um, I, I assume Paul and Colleen are bringing up. Uh, yeah. Is anyone else coming out? I mean, we haven't seen Astrid yet. No, you haven't seen Astrid yet, and you haven't seen any of the vampires or werewolves coming out yet. Um, uh, can I still see anyone? Uh, I, I assume um, that. Uh, that um, I assume that Eamon is not making a tremendous amount of speed up the exit. No. Um, uh, Paul will say, where's Astrid? Is she coming? Did she make it? Oh, I, she's, she's tending to that brother of hers. Gee, right, right. Okay, right. I figured she was being a sibling myself. Sometimes you just have to leave them to their, to their own devices. <clears throat> We're going to feel awful when Astrid gets eaten. Just down there with all the werewolves and vampires. Speaking of, while this is happening, Astrid, Mm -hmm. uh, while while you are um, taking a bit of a moment to wind down as everything slowly stops, as the last shots are fired, um, as the last throats are ripped out, uh, Archer kind of like looks around and just kind of has that dramatic exhale that you know is more out of more out of exasperation than actually out of being short of breath because he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just kind of like leans against the, 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 the floor and just kind of lets the gun out of his hand for a second and just closes his eyes. Okay. I am still alive. Well, for what that means for me. <sighs> Are you okay for the most part? I have like four or five giant claw marks down my spine. But yeah, I'm fine otherwise. Right. Uh, this hurts. This hurts a lot. This hurts a lot. Mm. Um, I cannot remember. How does... Um, because I keep thinking one of my tattoos like heals or helps in that regard. Uh, pain magnet lets you take a hit for someone. Okay. Use it when they're getting hit. Okay. Never mind then. Which is useful for the Malleus Maleficarum because we can heal, but we can't heal ourselves. But because Eamon took all the damage, I have to heal him. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, I don't think I can really do much to help with your wounds right now. No, that's just something that's just going to have to take time. Fortunately, I'm not going to bleed out because, you know, he kind of indicates himself. Very funny. Uh, Well, it's either make jokes or scream in pain, and I'd rather not. I understand. So was that all of them? Uh, at which point you see Alexander kind of stepping up and reloading his, his handguns as he kind of puts the, the individual bullets into the revolver and puts a new magazine into the 9mm. Uh, that would not be all of them, I do not think. They tend to spread like a disease, these things. Uh, there will be more, but if we found what we came for, he looks around trying to find Jack, and eventually you do see 
you see you see Jack kind of emerging with a um, a Native American woman, um, sort of black hair tied back um, that well was tied back and is now kind of just kind of wild and loose, um, uh, kind of unconscious, well semi-conscious, sort of using him for support. She looks slightly malnourished, like she hasn't eaten in several days. Um, uh, but her legs, while unsteady, are slowly gaining strength as she walks forward with with her arm over Jack's shoulder. You can see these sort of these dark brown eyes, sort of unfocused, but slowly regaining attention as they take in everything around them. As Jack kind of very carefully, it's all right. I got you. I got you. And he kind of like leans her up on his shoulder and continues to walk with her. All right, Archer. You and your buddies, you kept through on your end, so let's get out of here, he says. This sort of helps her walk. And Alexander kind of looks up. Yes, but... Mm, well, I suppose you hunters are now aware that these things are in the city and should be keeping an eye out for them, Alexander says to you, Astrid. Uh, yes, we we definitely will. These these are dangerous. I think you would agree they are more dangerous than perhaps a handful of vampires and werewolves. Yes. She um, offers a hand to Archer. <laughs> Takes it and <clears throat> pulls himself up. She'll she'll offer her shoulder. Uh, for him to lean on. He will do so. You know, usually it used to be me doing this for you. Well, it's payback now. Uh, I guess I deserve it. Once we get out of this and you heal up a little bit, we need to sit down and have a talk. Yeah... I think that'll be a long one. Yes. I need a drink. And not like blood, I need a drink. Can you drink alcohol? Vaguely. It doesn't stay down forever, but it does its job. All right, well, let's get out of here first. We'll get you a drink. She'll start leading him out. Yeah. And so eventually, as you guys are sort of gathering around outside, eventually you see Astrid and the werewolves and vampires emerge. I mean, they see carnage as they yeah. come out. And yeah. then just to the side of the carnage, a van with uh with uh with uh, uh Mary Mother Jesus paid inside and our lady of lords <laughs> and then two um, bikes next to it. Uh, uh Ina is looking for the yeah. massive gunfight that is apparently taking place. Yeah, so Nina, as you as you get to the surface, uh one of the first, um you you see as you look around like a like a block or two down the road, you can see where Shakes is sort of helping people get on their feet after the aftermath of a gunfight. Um, you can see a couple of bodies laying on the ground that are not moving. 
and you can see that Shakes has sort of taken a shotgun and has it slung over her shoulder and is completely ignoring it right now as she helps people to their feet. So as I'm walking, I pop the I pop the 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 clip of what's left of the silver rounds out. I toss it over at Sean with a think fast. Catch. Uh, reload just regular bullets because you don't use silver bullets on uh, on people who silver bullets aren't for. That shit ain't cheap. Correct. And I walk over to 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 um uh to shakes. Y'all okay over here? Uh, hi, Shake says as, as you approach. Hi. I didn't, I didn't expect... Not. Just here to see if you need help. Uh, it looks like we've had a bit of a problem with privateers. Right, that doesn't mean anything to you. Right. No, it doesn't. She looks down. Which one of these are privateers? That one, she says, pointing at the big one that she was using as a human shield that has a bit of ice on it. There. To make a long story slightly less long, you remember how I told you how all of us have seen some fucked up shit? Right. Well, that fucked up shit wants us back. Okay. And the privateers are the ones who are getting paid to bring us back. So... This isn't asking this. This is this me looking. Do that one and whoever else apparently looks like they might be with them. Does it look like there were any taking prisoner as opposed to... Are there any survivors among the quote-unquote bad guys of this situation? Um, of, the, of the ones that had been... The that had been taken the these of the three privateers. Yeah. Um, no, they're all they are okay. all dead. Okay, because she was going to shoot him in the head otherwise. Um, but okay, well, uh, congratulations, I suppose. Um, There's a bigger problem with that though, because it means that privateering is taking off. And that means there's going to be more people who think that they can get away from the fucked up shit that wants us back by giving other people to them. Right. Um, Listen, I like you. You seem like a decent person, but that's what we call a you problem. That's not what we call an Atlanta problem. So... I mean, gunfights in the streets of Atlanta are going to become a problem. Yes, it's absolutely bad. Um, but no, you're right. This is this is something that the court needs to solve. So, yeah. sure. Uh keep that filed away for later. Um, <laughs> there's a court. So, do they have judges? Clerks? Do you? Are you going to be okay in for the immediate future? Uh, survivors, uh, fortunately, they were shooting to wound rather than to kill. So not that many people are actually down and out. There's just one that got a little unlucky. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we should be able to patch people up. We've got some doctors. We should be able to get everyone out of here. Um, how'd the ruckus go? I heard... 
an explosion. Big booms, dead things. Don't go down. Don't go down. Got it. Well, if privateers know where we're at, we're going to have to move these people anyway. So it's a good thing I was around anyway. I'm going to pull out my wall. I'm going to give up whatever's in there, like probably a few hundred dollars or something. Give it over someplace to stay so you can find someplace to go hide and hunker down for a night at least. She kind of takes it. And, and what do I owe you for this? Uh, see, this is what this is what this is what we mortal people call doing a favor and not expecting anything back in return. Because I recognize that you're the better of two options. It's rare to hear someone say that. I'm a rare breed. Thank you. So <laughs> I would suggest that uh, I realize you guys are in sort of a rough state at the moment, but y'all get the fuck out of here as soon as you can. Um, That's the plan. Cool. <laughs> she continues to help people to their feet and help them yep. bandage what they can immediately and you know, try and get the rest in working order. To Is try it above it. ground by now? Yeah, by this point. Okay. Oh, and worth mentioning, one of those, one of, uh, at, at least one of those bills has her phone number on it. <laughs> hey, man, what the fuck happened to you? Well, I see it looks like you took care of the, uh, the one that got up, up to the fresh air. I was a weak little bastard. Didn't even take a shot. I say, sort of, it just indicating a finger because I didn't. I don't have my gun on me right now. <laughs> well, this is what happens when I killed two of them. And uh, exactly what size were the two that you killed? Yeah, about half as big. Ah, so we're even. <laughs> as I come over and I begin to uh, <laughs> lay on hands. The hands say, Luke. Yeah. Spend some time. <clears throat> You're good. <laughs> it takes me a minute, but I heal six wounds. <laughs> well, let me check and make sure because I think hand is. Well, I think, I think it's. I think it's. Two successes is one point of lethal. One success is one point of bashing. Yeah. Okay. So I heal three of my lethal. Yeah. How many? How much lethal did you have? Four. Four. Yeah. You got one lethal left. I'm only one. Hello, Moshe Blade. See, see. When Father O'Shaughnessy started talking about that, we knew it was going to come in handy. <laughs> well, anyone else needs anyone else needs some healing hands? I say looking at the rest of them as they come up. You're covered in shite, Paul. Uh, Paul, I think, has probably settled Colleen back into the van um, or wherever she's comfortable sitting um, and is uh, trying to surreptitiously pick through the remnants of the werewolf to see if there's anything useful to salvage in there. Um, <laughs> and given that these are like industrial business, 
buildings. Is there any chance one of them has like a outside water hose? <laughs> And Drew just grabs it and starts hosing Paul down. <laughs> yes, actually, I said there was a mechanic shop, and that probably includes like washing down vehicles, especially if it's like oh. a warehouse. District. Oh yeah, no. So, so Drew probably walks decently close um, to where you are investigating the bits of werewolf. <laughs> Hose that way. Um, Paul. Uh, Paul looks up. I think at. Uh, First at Sean and then over at Drew um, and gives them both um, I, I just a completely innocent smile. And it's like, ah, right, sorry, of course, yeah. Uh, just uh, not used to frontline sort of work um, and we'll, we'll head over in that direction. Um, Will, are there, um, I, I, and I actually have been trying to, to look up and haven't found anything. Does the Aegis collect teeth or pelts or anything or... Um, of, of killing I mean, werewolves. That, that's more of an Ashwood Abbey thing, really. Yeah, tro- trophies is more like Ashwood Abbey or like the Union or the the Lodge. Um, okay. But um, you never know what might be useful in terms of ritual. Right. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, he's not talking. I I, I assume we don't have trophy rooms, but I I assume we probably do have a room somewhere in the labyrinth where for research of monster parts. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Go ahead and roll me. Uh. Just to see what you can find. Go ahead and roll me. By the way, to, to dig through werewolf guts, we'll say resolve and investigation. By the way. Okay. We did have a big ass. We did have a big fucking explosion out here, so should probably be moving on sharpish before you know fire trucks yeah. come. Uh, looking to Colleen, uh, you as well, probably. Cause yeah, also- I could, I could use that. By the way, something that none of you really noticed in the in the fight, Jonas went in into the fight and has not been seen since. Hmm. Huh. Well, I'll leave that to the underground well, because fuck um, nuggets. Uh, I think I, I, I think Paul says not having been down that way and assuming everything is fine because nobody else has said anything. Um, Paul says, um, "Well, I'm gonna go see if I can get hosed off." Colleen, you wanna uh, come clean up as well? Um, and uh, we'll just we can head out. I hear you. You're right. There's probably. Uh, fire and rescue on their way in, in response to the gunfire and explosions, but uh, I assume we're not leaving without Astrid and Jonas, right? I thought Astrid was up by this point. It's roughly at this point that Astrid is showing up with the vampires and werewolves. <laughs> because, you know what? Because, because I don't the actually best have body. that much... <laughs> yeah, um, I'll just head over to where Astrid is. <laughs> Because Paul is, con- Paul is constantly like, I should call in. I need to turn around the corner. Well, we're waiting for Astrid, right? Astrid yeah. comes up. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think the is, old man thing of the group, though. I, I, I think this has happened before, and Paul's just like, it's like, yeah, all right, well, let's wait for Astrid. Oh, okay. Um, well, sure, let me call me. Oh, I wish I had $100 million. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, okay. So he'll go over if if he'll grab his bag out of the truck. Um, if Colleen will come with him, um, they can out of the van. You mean the truck is no more? 
Yes, Not yes, there yes. Is anything that was left in it. Out of you're right. Out of out of the van. Sorry. Um, and we'll go over and hose off. And he's got a couple changes of clothes. Um, and we'll offer one of them to, uh, to Colleen as well. Yeah, is she it, will. She will take it. Is it just we of the hunty variety that are here right now? Uh, no, the vampires and werewolves are here too. Okay, um, I am not so, suggesting where we might go from here. Then at the yeah, we will go to a place. Has uh, anyone seen uh, any of you that were down there see where Jonas went? As, as, no, I was, as busy, I was too busy trying to trying to uh, 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 murder people attacking your brother. Uh, as 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 that's mentioned, uh, Archer kind of looks up. Only one Wait, of them. Jonas was here. Yeah, he came down with us. Yeah, I thought I saw him for a second, but I didn't see him anywhere. Are you? Oh, for fuck's sake! As Nina just turns around and starts walking down, Amon's right on her heels. Hmm. We probably should go. I say as my accent completely changes. <laughs> we'll call you when we find him. Y'all get out of here. Okay, yeah. okay. Drive Guys. somewhere in text. Drew, yeah. take my bike. Paul, Paul okay. just. That's a joke. Don't drive my bike. I like my bike. <laughs> Paul up. is in the background, much like I'm doing right now. Says, and then he just goes, Ugh, and pulls out his phone and calls Jonas. Phone. Give someone the keys, though. Rings to voicemail. Okay. I load the... I, 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 so I was headed over to where Astrid is supporting Vampire Brother, um, presumably with the rest of the Supernaturals. Mm-hmm. Are you coming with us at this point, or are you headed off on your own for the moment? Uh, I need a place to rest and heal before daylight, uh, and I need a safe place away from the sun, but I'll be in touch. You can come back with me if you like. As much as I appreciate that, I know it you know, at least the rest of your friends' jobs are, and I'd like to wake up tomorrow night. Not them with me. You can come back to my place. They don't know where it is. I just give them a smile. <laughs> sure, I could use a night. <laughs> Mind riding on the bike? Mm, it won't hurt any more than it already does. All right. She'll, she'll get him on the bike. This is probable disappearance or something. Uh, is that something she'd need to report? That's usually something that just kind of gets found out. You don't, you don't really know the reporting process. You haven't been a member of the of the nights for long enough to really know what to do when when another member goes missing. It- I'm not sure what the protocol is there. Um, I will just wait to see what the others find. Is Well, I have let you know what I know, and you are closer to that side of it than I am. Um. Right. She'll get her brother on the bike. Yeah. Um. Okay. I will load Nina's bike into the van. 
also looking to him. You understand that your chances of survival are significantly higher if your sister survives tonight. See, I understand why you say that to me, but I don't think you've ever had a sibling if you think that's what would happen. Tilt's head. <laughs> There's a really long moment of confused, like almost decision making. (laughs) No, we. uh, Well, just leaves. All right, let's get everyone washed off and packed up and get out of here. I think Paul comes back up at this point wearing a um, his hair hair and beard all wet. He's wearing a like a blue tracksuit and tennis shoes. So and, looking uh, like a Russian mobster, basically. Right, exactly. That was exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, Mina and Eamon, you head down. Um. You okay over there? You're not gonna. You're not gonna leak so much. You fall over. Oh no! I've gotten patched up, and there's there's only the the wee occasional spurt every once in a while. All right. Well. Um. So, uh, as you head down to the mass of bodies that is throughout this large cavern where this fight took place. You see no sign of Jonas. But you also realize that while you were standing in one of the only exits, it was not the only exit. Tracks! In sewage. So is it fair to say that it is an interesting mix of human, hybrid, and, 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 and full wolf? Bodies, yes. Yes. And a bunch of decayed things for the vampires who died, you know. Yeah. A couple of piles of that. Interesting. Uh, Eamon's going to kick around in his not terribly great abilities and try and see if he can find any clues or anything. Sure, go ahead and roll me a Witson investigation. Okay. I will also look. Technically, have both of those, and I will spend a willpower. Not an attack roll. Four successes. Yep. Nina basically takes about three seconds, looks around, and then walks over to one of the body, one of the, the dead werewolves, kicks it over, and starts looking at it. You got um, this. You you got finding them, right? Uh, as you look around, um, in the middle of a pile of several of these bodies, uh, as you sort of shift through them to try and see if there's any tracks that might have been his that might have led anywhere out, um, you find his cell phone. Well, we're gonna pocket that. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a call from Paul. <clears throat> Uh, hmm. Better call Paul. You good over there? Uh, we've got his phone here. He Where dropped 
his phone in the middle of a fight? Not the sort of thing you'd expect somebody to lose. No, not unless, like, your pants got ripped off and then it was a very different kind of fight than I experienced. Yet, I, I get the impression that you have experienced that sort of fight before at one We're point. distracting from the point. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, you want to do me a favor and check, like, recent calls? Recent uh, texts? Yep, he'll, he'll swipe through and just do a cursory... The, the, the phone is locked. Oh. going to say... And Not everybody locks their phone! Do you know his password? Um... Do you know anybody six, who nine, could six, crack his nine. password? I do not know anybody who would know his Astrid, maybe. Right. Well, unless there's anything else useful around here. I mean, I I know what I do. I know what I can do in the in lieu of a phone number, but we're here, and we would need to be somewhere where I had my I had the, the proper computer and access to download cracking. Not right. an expert a thing of mine, but I'm pretty good at it. Nina is what is known as a script kitty. <laughs> I mean, that's fairly accurate. Computer of three, that would probably fit. <laughs> yep. I didn't realize that was a real term, because the first time I saw it was oh, yeah. a run book. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's, like it's, the, it's legitimately a term for for like hackers and coders. It's just someone who finds a script on the internet and runs it. Yeah, no, like like it, it, I didn't realize it was. But the first place, the first time I ever saw it written down was in a Shadowrun book. So I thought and you it was assumed some, it was a I thought it was term they made up. Term. Right, Shadowrun. <laughs> yep. There are plenty of those terms in Shadowrun that are made up. Yeah. Eamon's also going to look around and just on the off chance that somebody dropped a replacement weapon that got missed because he broke his gladius and granted it was important and but but he he'd really like to have a backup. Yep. Yeah, no. With your with your four investigation, mm-hmm. you find a dagger. And I use the term dagger loosely. Because it's made out of a tooth that is roughly the size of your forearm. Oh, yes. Oh, dear. Huh. The werewolves that forgot something important. That shit does not need gnosis, people. <laughs> well, I mean... Just... It might not do as much for a, for a non-werewolf as it does for a werewolf, but we'll see how it goes. Nina is literally taking out, like, a, a, a knife and... <clears throat> any of uh, any of the hybrids ones, she is carving off claws. Because mm-hmm. that shit will be A, research, B, will probably be useful in a fight at some point. So he'll stash the LARP weapon. Hmm? <laughs> you use every part of the kill. Um, <laughs> And as you as you sort of run a hand across it, that tooth is sharp. Well, somebody at least put the time in. 
Like as you as you sort of run it down, this mm-hmm. might be sharper than your gladius was. Fascinating. And slide that into the belt. <laughs> Well, if you've got some expertise at the keyboard, I suppose we should get this phone out and let everybody know that our <laughs> prime contact has gone to the, gone a bit missing. Yep. Sound yeah. I will. Honestly, send that's out. the most worrying thing to me because this is almost like he did shit. Yeah, almost as if he didn't want to be able to be tracked, huh? All right, well, whatever he's up to. It does seem a really strange time to, you know, just randomly drop your phone into the sewer and run off in the middle of a big fight. It's not like he wore it on his belt or anything, was it? No, he has a brain. Right. Or does he? He might be a wraith. Number three in the top four worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> Name drop. You think we're bringing it back. World. It's fair to assume that Wraith is not mechanically identical to Wraith. That would be you are, that's, yeah. It's There are things about the Wraith system that you can't take out of the Wraith system. I'm not disagreeing. Um, William, I was, I was trying to... Um, yes. Someone said Jonas was here surprised. I missed who that was. That was Archer. Which is one of the people we met last episode. That's, that was Astrid's brother. Astrid's brother. The vampire. Oh, thank you. Um, cool. So by this point, that, that clarifies some things for me. By this point, we would likely already be gone, I'm assuming. Probably, yeah. We weren't waiting for them. Yep. Uh, and everyone's in the van. So There's going to be a text... Uh, just whenever, whenever is appropriate because timing. But there's going to be a text. Have have phone. No, no, Jonas. Take a roundabout route to my place. Uh. So prior, which is but yeah, within about a half hour walk of where you're at right now. Yes. Yeah, we're walking. Um, do I, I I realize I might not know this much about other hunters, but have any inclination that he might have abilities or inclinations that would lead to stealth espionage breaking off, especially because some of the people who were in that fight didn't seem to have seen him at all. Um... Are you are you wondering if it was just something about him or something about his abilities as a hunter? Yeah, if from what I know of the hunter patterns of this kind of hunter and the abilities he might have, <clears throat> might he have just like gone invisible and fucked off to, to espionage or something? Uh, roll me intelligence and a cult then. Cool. Any penalties for this being outside of my field? Uh, minus one. Wait, that's fuck the yeah. 
Where's the correct roll? There we go. One success. You know that Astrid is from the same organization, and from what you've seen of the knights, they don't... Subterfuge doesn't seem like... Well, it's not necessarily not their thing. Their supernatural abilities don't seem to be... They seem to be pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to be related to... They all seem to be relatively um, practical, not so much for the stealth or espionage style. All right. Yeah. Uh, Is there any chance he got ridden out of reality by the MacGuffin we're carrying around? Entirely possible. Uh, sir, I'll I'll circle around. Uh, and take oh, a ra- character, obviously. Take a roundabout way to get to uh, Nina's place, but I am not turning the van off yet. As we're sitting, as we're sitting waiting. How roundabout of a way do you take? Uh, thirty minutes roundabout. Yep. So you get there right about as Nina and Eamon are walking there. Funny how that happened. Yeah. Uh, roll down the window. Staying in the driver's seat. So, uh, not that I don't think your place isn't lovely and all that, but, uh, considering that we're roughly ten minutes away from a den of unspeakably large fuzzy evil, perhaps mm-hmm. we might want to relocate to some place a little bit more fortifiable? Uh, well, my, I would say two things. One, if they're after us... It doesn't matter where, because they've probably got our scent. Um, and to find me somewhere more, 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 more defendable than a place directly above a warehouse that nobody lives in, and we can turn into a goddamn death trap if we need to. Uh, how about a building specifically designed to not have anybody in it except for one day? A I'm week not staying in a church that has an industrial grade bunker underneath it. I'm not staying in a church. Filled to the brim with ammo and weapons. We're not... El Churcho no stay (laughs) (laughs) See, sounds to me like you're just making a stupid decision because of some weird, odd principles you're having, rather than the smart one, which would be a place that's far more defensible. No, I'm saying I have a moral line. Your moral line is getting eaten in your sleep? Um, Paul, Paul will say, point, point of order, um, maybe I'm wrong. Is there something you can do to a church to make it repel werewolves? Because that's previously not something of which I was aware. Unload our armory inside it. <laughs> All right. So any building would be equally sufficient then. Yes. We could find something that wouldn't be a point of contention. Also, my brother can reinforce certain buildings. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's the bunker is We're not, doing not exactly transportable. Yeah. And Nina, your your personal preferences was standing. Uh, the the bunker itself is not technically 
part of the church. Look, if it's you just underneath it. If you want to stay there, give me the phone. I'll figure out what's going on with it. I'll look to Colleen. Come on, let's but, get you actual shower. Yeah, I could use that. <laughs> call it stubborn. Call it stupid. I'm not. St I'm not staying there. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, it is both of those things, certainly. Um. Paul runs a runs a finger between his his eyes over the bridge of his nose and says, "All right, um, Eamon, is there what what other locations could you fortify in a similar way?" I mean, it depends on how much time we've got. Um, what was that? <laughs> I heard it too. I think there was something weird outside of my house. Sorry. Someone was playing with a zither. <laughs> um, but it, it, uh, Paul will look over to Nina and say, um, look, consider it uh, field research. Could we get away with that for one night? No. I'm already headed up the not. stairs to Nina's place with Colleen. Okay. So... You don't understand. This is something. I think I've been pretty flexible with you guys uh, for, uh, with with a lot of things. You found my line. It's nothing personal. Um, I mean, except that it absolutely apparently is. <laughs> Since it's uh, the church is apparently the bre the cro the breaking ground. That seems to be a personal thing on your end. Yeah, you know, no, it's personal for me. It's not personal against you. Is what I'm saying. So I got no problem with people. I have problems with, with certain institutions. <laughs> um, Paul throws up his hands and says, look, have you got two showers? Me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Which way is the other one? There's... There is, there's a shower up in the, in the, in, in the apartment and there's one in the warehouse. Okay. Um, I assume Drew took Colleen to the one up in the apartment, right? Yeah. All right. Um, um all right. Paul, then Paul says, look, then I'm going to go both figuratively and literally wash my hands of this. I'm going to go get a shower. Fair um, enough. He grabs his bag and walks off. So as the as the group prepares to settle down for another evening, trying to figure out what exactly they're going to do to try and potentially deal with the events that have just been laid out before them and the disappearance of their primary informant, that is where we're going to end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.